All right. I think we may have done the dang thing. If you are joining us, please let your boys know. The entire studio computer has been moved. <laughs> Here we are. Our hearts are bleeding for you. They're open. Our lapel mic length is not quite as good when, the, <laughs> when this is in here this way. But, from what I can tell, it looks like our video is doing exactly what it's supposed to. Working. Hey, what's up? I see Warp Point streaming in here, which means my boy Robert. Hey. Yeah, Rob Henry is in here. That's good. We got Drago back in here. I'm sure Crash is in here waiting for us to do the sexy stuff because... Of course, I used the phone initially to talk about all these things. And the problem is, is that for some reason, my phone always likes to autocorrect when I type live to love, no matter what I do. Uh, I will type live and it'll be like, you meant love. Should have I. So it said that we were going to be doing a love stream. That's against terms of service. It might be against terms of services, but I got to tell you, people seemed excited about it. I'm sure they did. And, and if you join... OnlyFans.com slash Nartech. Um, oh, no. At $100 a month. Hey, we got Oathkeeper here, too. Don't say oh, no again. <laughs> In regards to this stream. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, now we got Kiki here. He says, take me away, sexy daddies. We will do so. We will. We will, we will take you away. For a very um, high, high price of... What's, it, what's your price? What is your price? Though? I don't know. I know he will take up me up on it. So first question of the day comes comes courtesy of Kiki. Where the, he didn't technically say it, but what's your price? You what, what is your price to do sexual acts that you otherwise wouldn't do? Million dollars. Million dollars. That's a good price. That's a good price. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you are just now joining us uh, later, not live. Welcome. This is episode 200 that we are doing live. You may be watching in the future of Triangle Squared. Uh, we have been doing this show for a long time, primarily because of you guys. So thank you so much. And thank you for being patient with us today as this has become a little bit of a typical streaming nightmare. I think because we do it so not often. Uh, I do know, I realize now what was causing the video issues on the laptop. There was nothing I could have done to fix it, so I'm glad we ended up defaulting back to the computer. But I wish I'd have really thought of that before I started that. We could have avoided it all. Thank you for those of you who, stick to, who stuck around. Uh, today we're going to be doing a couple things. Uh, we are doing a more calm and kind of chill episode where we're going to be hanging out with you guys who are joining us in chat. We're going to be answering some questions live from you on chat as well as ones that were put into a, a bank across the week um, as we were preparing for this episode. And then, of course, Saul is going to finally be doing the long-talked-about, long-rumored Bloodborne full play. Not to be confused with the also long talked about, long rumored Dark Souls three full play that almost happened. Or that that technically, I want to say that it did happen. You got to the end. You just didn't beat it. I just ran out of gas. So there we are. This is what we're gonna be doing today. The the let's play will be going along as we keep going. If there's any audio issues that you guys come into, like the game is too loud, if you're in the chat, hop over, let us know, and we can get this thing going. That way, when people watch later, they get to have a good time. But uh, let's see. Oh, Josh says, finally, the TR has come back to Twitch. I mean, TS. Turkey spaghetti, turkey spaghetti, turkey spaghetti. What's up, Corey? I'm glad you're here. He calls us sexy mother uckus. Um, let's see. Er, not Saul. He's not a mofo. What? Uh, he's right, though. Your wife is not a mother. It's true. It's true. Yeah, my wife is a mother. So I am, therefore, a mother ucker. 
That's where we are. Thank you guys for joining us. Oh, look at this. I wonder, can somebody let me know? Why does that look 60 for a second for a second? <laughs> can somebody let me know? Um, that does look oddly smooth, doesn't it? It does. The audio of the game versus the audio of us talking right now. <laughs> it's the only cutscene we're going to watch. So We already have Shave Your Head Saw again. Nope. Um, I can't. I'm wearing hair product. You thank you, Corey. That is a fine mama. And she's a good mother as well. Ooh, that doesn't... There's something wrong here. Uh-oh. Law says there's something wrong with playing Bloodborne Why on PS5. Why is there... No, I think it's the... I think it has to do with the... Oh, you can't see? Well, it's not only that. What are you seeing? Talk to us, Saul. I want to tell you guys well, right now... first of all, it's in 60 frames per second. Oh, do you think it's in turbulating frames? That might be an issue. Do you think that that's what's going on with the... <laughs> did I, hey, did we just live on stream find a way to play Bloodborne at 60 frames per second on a PS5? But then, even if it's outputting at 60 frames per second... I don't know if I'll be able to play like this, though. That's the problem. Well, Saul, we've already like, said we're going to do it, so you're going to have to deal with it, okay? I guess I will. Okay, first of all... Wait a minute. You didn't know that I installed the Lance McDonald hack? That's a PS4 thing. It is a PS4 thing. There's um, some judder. Hey, Matt Green's here. He says, wait, does that mean I'm a grandma? Yeah, hey. That death doesn't count. Um, <laughs> hey, if you are, uh, if you have a child that has a child, you just might be a grandma phone. Oh, flip us over. I just not realize that. Oh, yeah. So, guys, we're going to move over into the other thing where the stream is taking the priority for those who want to see, saw, die more, um, more readily. I'm still trying to figure space. out why it's running in 4K. I mean, 60 frames per second. Listen, Saul, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> Isn't that the saying? Look at that. I'm not going to lie to you. It's I'm... juddering, though. That's the problem I'm having. I wonder if that's a, a thing of the 4K60 from the Elgato. If I go and frame cap it at 30, I wonder if it sends it back to the video output. We might have to do that. Will that interrupt the stream, though? No, it won't. Drago says, deal with it. And then Solitaire Red says, hey, there's a stream now. There is, Nick, and I hope you've been doing well, buddy. I know that you had some rough times, and so did I. I don't know what last year was like for you. I haven't talked to you in a while, but I hope you're doing well, man. Because um, I want to see him kill the tree or the Wendy's. <laughs> the Wendy's. That'll be the, the third or fourth boss we kill, and I'll kill it really fast. All right, so here's the thing. We're doing a full play. Are we skipping unnecessary bosses? I'm not skipping a single boss. Oh. Every single boss in this game will be dead. Every single boss. The base game. We keep saying the complete play. Yeah, he doesn't have the DLC, so we're just going to go through the normal base game. So every single boss is going to be dead, which means I am going to have to backtrack at certain parts. Also, look at the load times on here. Amazing, right? I have not played... I actually had to download this before you came over. Hurt, I have not played this on that, PS5. That hurt my eyes. What, the... Uh, the way that text sprawled across the Probably because you bumped the brightness all the way up, so... No, like, it's... Your TV's already, like... I don't know if it's your TV or if it's why it's so dark. This is this is not how this game should look at. Well, I could see it on there. Like, look at the difference. Yeah? There's that's a, a that's a lot worse of a TV, though. That's a big... Also, this game, about, this game doesn't have HDR. Something to keep in mind whenever you do these things. Uh, PS5 forces HDR to be on. I'm still trying to figure out how this, how the Elgato is essentially giving me four, or 60 frames per second Bloodborne. Well, See, look, that's juddery, though. That's, but you don't like the judder. Let me cut it off. Hey, Crash. Tell Jessa said hey. 
I haven't seen her in a long yeah. while. Hope you guys us, are doing well as well. I was gonna Nick, say, give you our condolences. I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, he says, working on getting my own business up and going. That's, That's good. Nice. That's a good thing. I know that for you've been doing the same thing for a while, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. I don't think that you've uh, switched careers just yet. So. I'm assuming you're doing this uh, in addition to your normal work. That's hard work. That's good stuff. Uh, Crash the Animal says, Nice to watch you play the worst Soulsborne. Whoa. Those are some heavy hits. Saul, it, it will probably take you down for just a second, but I am going to work on adjusting this down for you, okay? Yeah. That's fine. These uh, are boys, pebbles. The, I don't need... this, this may end up being a quick thing going down, but I'm going to go ahead and cap it off at 30. I know why. There's kind of weird input lag, and it's juddery. It's really disorienting, actually. Um, yeah, we're going to see what happens. From from just playing it. Like, it, I, I don't think it's something... See, that's... What's up, Josh? It's still smoothie looking, though. But it's not, not as smooth. That's. Let me see how this feels. If the text thing is still the same. Yeah, texting. I think it's just the way that we're going to have to roll with this capture card. This is better, though. So okay, well, it's here. better. So there we go. Yeah. Um, I don't know that the guys on the other end can see this just yet. That's uh, one downside. I might have to deactivate it and come back up. It may affect you, Saul. Oh, it's going to affect me. There we go. Then it looks like it didn't affect you. All right. Guys, this is still a normal episode of Triangle Squared in the long run of things. I mean, it's a little different. Um, and Nick, I'm glad. I thought so. He's a pharmacy tech by day. Saul knows about that life. I sure do. And a baker at night. Now I'm a little... I, I, I'm a big fan of people who bake. Uh, there's nothing like a nice home-baked good. And even if it's something that you're doing as a business side of things, it still means that you're giving it a level of care that isn't quite just going to the, the supermarket and buying something. So that's nice. <laughs> Why does it sound like you're reading a script? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, look, we got... Rob Henry over here says, are you guys using an external or internal Elgato? Well, since this is for the PS5 um, and we wanted to be, we, we just bought this actually. So first of all, if you're a patron of this show. Um, big thanks. Big thanks. Because there was about $500 spent to make all this happen. Uh, from new microphones to uh, internet thing to where I can bring my internet back in here. Uh, since we don't have a hardwired, we needed really the hardwired to be able to do this. This, this thing already, this capture card is like $400. Uh, but we got it for future-proofing. There's some plans that I'm not going to overly talk about. But if one of my buddies moves down here and we start doing more content, uh, this capture card will come across to help not only Saul do more Let's Plays uh, for us to do streaming more often with able to play something like this, but also do more new content for you guys. So, um, Who is that? Donovan? Hmm? Oh, that was, uh, that was Warp Point, so that's Rob Henry. No, no, no. Who, who would... Uh, who oh, would... who's going to move down here? A secret? It's not a secret. Hey, Rude Cult is, rude cult is here now, so you can finally uh, hey, Sean. say, hey, Sean. I said that's a rude days, and it's just, you know, confusion. Yeah, and then speaking of which, Rude Days is also here. He says, hey, stream working. Guys, thank you all for joining us. We're going to have a good time today. We're going to answer some dumb questions. We're going to answer some good questions. One that I know is in the bank that we can go ahead and get out of the way is one that was avoided in a lot of ways. So, Saul... We come back around to the age-old question. Million dollars. Not that one. Sure, uh, a blood vial there. But that is an age-old question as well, right? This is not really an age-old question. This is a very not-that-old question. So do you remember when Chris subbed in for you and uh, it wasn't that, actually. 
It was when we didn't have a uh, community stake, and I asked for anyone else's thoughts. It was when Chris came on, and we didn't give a community stake. Um, the community <laughs> said, uh, "What's the oddest thing that you had ever masturbated to?" So, we talked about this already. Yeah, but what we didn't answer is the question that came into it, and that was of the three big leaders. So we talking Doug Bowser here, Jim Ryan, and Phil Spencer. Who's the most attractive? Doug Bowser. Doug Bowser. You like the bald head? I do. You like the bald head? I do. I think that Doug Bowser's also probably the most. I don't. I don't know. I think it's it's probably Jim Ryan's just a little. He seems older no. than the rest of them, and that carries through. Um, in okay. terms, but that doesn't mean anything. You can't. It's not that you can't be old and be good looking. Clearly, George Clooney exists. Um, but yeah, I just think of all of them, he looks like he's got the most energy too. Phil Spencer does all right, but if anything, I actually think Phil Spencer seems like he's gotten less healthy in the following Whoa, days. Sir. Um, a preface for this also, for Bloodborne, I said it with Saul plays Dark Souls 3, and I think I said it um, when we did uh, the Dark Souls 3 live stream, but I, obviously this is not going to be like 100% of this game. I'm, I, there's items I'm missing out on, and I know I'm missing out on them. Um, just so people are aware. Oh, nope. I oh, got that big sewer rat coming on you. Um, okay, I got you, Rob. He said the only reason he asked is he noticed a little lag from the HD60 Pro. Um, you know, I got to tell you across the board, the HD60, uh, the Pro is the internal, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and the 60S is the external that is. What am I stuck on? For it. So. Um, I wasn't too impressed with the HD60 across the board. For price to, uh, you know, what you get out of it, I guess it's not the worst, but it's not great. So that might be part of it, but I've also never ended up using an internal one. So it might be something that you can fix. I hope so if it's something you use a lot, but also it depends uh, what your lag is coming. Is it just a lag that the end user sees or is it lag that creates on your end where your input is suddenly worse? I don't think we're having that here. Saul was having a little input judder. Uh, but other than that, we are using the video out, so we're not seeing a signal sent back over to us. We are just seeing a pass-through signal, basically. Um, not too far from that. Oh, nope. So, we've landed on the fact that Doug Bowser is apparently who we find to be the most attractive of the big three leaders. If you've got an answer for that, chat, throw them in. I want to hear what you have to say here, because there are some good-looking older men. Hey, look, Wendy's is across this bridge. Wendy's is across this bridge. We're, we're going to come back there later. If you though. don't know why we're calling him Wendy's, well, this is just a this is a Twitter conversation from <laughs> probably a months ago now. But that's okay, sir. This is a Wendy's, sir. This is a Wendy's. Um, okay, let's see. We will be doing talk about some stuff going on. One thing that we've not really talked about, Saul, that I don't know if you've even seen. Did you see that with uh, the Bethesda? Uh, Zenimax merger going into Xbox or whatever, that they're going to be creating a new company. Microsoft is creating a new subsidiary called Vault that they're going to be part of. Mm -mm. But Vault is like the least surprising name they could have picked. Exactly. So the name makes sense for that, but what doesn't necessarily add up for me is it seemed like they would have wanted to bring them into the Xbox fold without doing that. So what is this going to be? Are they still going to be considered an Xbox studio? Or what's happening? That's the thing that's a little odd with that thing going on, but it is where we are. <laughs> Matt Green says it makes him feel old when he gets called sir. Thank you, sir. Rude Day says Phil is our lord and savior. Hashtag Team Xbox. Hey, Phil's not a bad looking dude. 
Um, if I'm going to be honest here, Don Matrick was it was a was an all right looking fellow as well. He was just uh, not the best person for PR. That's where I'll leave that one. <laughs> uh, Josh Ayer says, I agree. Jim does seem old and Phil seems like he tries too hard to be young. I could see that, actually. Jim looks like the dad. But I think the reason I think that is Doug Bowser looks corporate good. So I, I think it's kind of like when you see people who are typically dressed well. He tends to be dressed well. He's not slacked off as much. And regardless of how you take it about Phil, what Phil does hell? seem like he has more interest to just be a, a, dressed like an everyday man. Which does have its own endearing nature. I'll give it that. Um, that was one of the things I liked about Sean uh, Layden whenever he was with Sony, is I liked that he could go from wearing a suit one thing and look good in the suit to be at PSX and suddenly just be wearing a video game shirt uh, with some jeans and look just as good. I think that that works out. I can't think of a time where I've seen Phil in very corporate attire, which does add a thing of, it helps to break off the perception that he looks corporate, so it's easier to view him as somebody who's not going to screw you over quite as quickly. Regardless of what ends up happening there. So fun fact, in Bloodborne, you have to have Insight, which is in the top right of the screen, the little eye icon, in order to level up. Yep. You don't get Insight unless you enter a boss room, or you use a consumable called... Um, I also got to show you this real quick. Uh, unless you use a consumable called... Um, what is it called? Why can't I think of it? I can't think of it either. There's one back there. And you, you get, can actually but it gives up. you an insight, yeah. Yeah, you can actually level up before the boss. This pig is being really annoying. He knows what I'm about to do to him. Wow. Well, yeah, because one of the things that happens with the boss okay. here is that you can actually get in and fail just to be able to level up. Yeah. But that's not the ideal way to go. You lose all those nice souls. I'm trying to... Nobody wants to do that. I've never seen this pig act so rambunctious. Madman's knowledge, he's right. Madman's knowledge, yeah. yeah. I, th I keep thinking of Great One's Wisdom, which is a, a version of Madman's knowledge. There we go. Uh-oh. Nick says he started baking cookies from scratch a couple years ago. Been selling them at my job and elsewhere. Want to open up a small shop somewhere here in STL. Look what this message says. Despicable, Despicable animal. animal. Woefully small lady. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, the sake of my health, I can't learn to make cake or donuts, though. I feel you. For the sake of my health, I need to do a lot of things. But uh, I say that to myself often and then do the exact opposite of them. So... We've all been there, I suppose. It's just kind of <laughs> what it is. I'm too lazy to make donuts. I'll just DoorDash them. All DoorDash is everything. To be fair, we might have to DoorDash throughout this stream today because here's the thing. I'll go make this turkey spaghetti. Are you really making turkey spaghetti? Yes, I absolutely Josh, bought why did you Josh, why did you have him do this? This man will become a patron if he does so. So this is more of, he said that? Well, So I said, listen, you're going to put your money where your mouth is, and if I do this, you will become a patron, or I will hunt you down, Josh. We have like I will hunt you down. We have I've like seen you. I've met you in person. Three or four hours of the stream. If we're going to eat turkey spaghetti, do we need another meal? Oh, I mean, it depends. If I hate the turkey spaghetti, I'm not going to continue to eat it. That's why I say we might have to do something else. It just depends. I'm not eating it all today. So what is it, like ground turkey? It will be ground turkey, yes. And also, I want you to know, Josh, I did not skip out for you. I got... No, of course, I'm not doing all this by scratch. It takes too long. But I got good, high-quality pasta sauce. I got high quality noodles. I got high quality turkey. That way I'm giving what you want from me the best thing ever. And I'll tell you, you probably have a higher chance of it working today than ever. The last time I ate turkey spaghetti was when we would eat normal spaghetti about once a week. So I think part of what made it so bad for me is just the feeling that whenever you're eating something that you're used to and then suddenly it's like a similar but not the same version, it just doesn't work the same. So 
it may be good that I have not. There's we'll see what happens. There's still some weird info lag on this. He says that's right, Scout's Honor. Um, so here's the thing. There's either some input lag on this, or Saul is thinking of every excuse he can make as to why he's sucking it up. No, no, like, I'm used to it now, so we'll be fine. But there is definitely some kind of like weird info lag specifically for parry timing. Well, there you go, Josh. I mean, not Josh. Rob, that may answer your question, buddy. Do with it what you will. Also, throw a lot of Molotovs at this man, apparently, is the way to go. Let's do that. Look at that. And throw a Molotov cocktail at him. It will still be bad. You know, Josh, that's true. It could be the case. All right. Guys, I want to back. I'm back off chat a little bit. I want to try and keep up with it a little bit, but I am going to go start answering some of these questions because we promised that Reader Mail would be back, and guess what? We got Reader Mail back. We got Reader Mail for this episode only. We're not saying it's coming back for good. I don't know about that. It's just we're not. I don't know. Last year was weird. This year's weird. I got a lot of other stuff going. I'm not trying to load myself down with stuff, even though I appreciate that you guys even care enough to want to be part of this. So I have a question about your TV. Is there, is, is, what picture mode is on right now? Gaming. Do you have a picture mode and a display mode? Or is it just a picture mode? What do you mean? Like, is there a vivid setting on? Or a dark no, OLED just, on? No, just gaming. Like I said, I'm pretty sure this is due to uh, PlayStation 5 forcing HDR onto games that don't have them. But it doesn't do what Xbox does with auto HDR. See, mine though, mine, mine at home... On my Doesn't 4K, it's not dark like this. Because I am legitimately concerned about some areas in this game that get dark. Well, this isn't OLED. The darks are a lot darker. Right. Um, so we just beat Father Gasquan, Father Gascan. Uh, I'm going to go level up for the first time. A very quick rundown of this playthrough. We're going to defeat Father Gasquan, Bloodstarved Beast, and then we're going to use the Chalice Dungeons. Uh, we have to go two layers deep and beat two bosses to unlock the Chalice Dungeon we need. Make glyphs searchable, which are randomized seeds. We'll go get our weapon, and then we'll go to the um, hum dungeon. As much as I hate calling it that. <laughs> All right, Saul. So, it's question time. You ready for one? Yes. So, one of them here is Brett, and you can answer this if you've played one. Like this you? is for me. Okay. Yeah, Brett. Which Dark Siders game is your favorite, and why? Uh, and I think this comes because Kiki's been playing Dark Siders lately. So Kiki, I'm glad you've been playing Dark Siders. It's a great series, and I love it. I don't know if Saul's played any except for maybe one. I played the first one. Yeah. And it just feels way too dated. Well, if, definitely if you come to it now, it's a very dated game by comparison. Uh, my favorite is probably two. Two went the biggest, uh, had the biggest budget. I think it also had a lot of really great ideas in it. I love the idea of it feeling almost kind of like Diablo with the uh, loot system where everything drops and has a randomized loot. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I did. I appreciate one thing about the Darksiders series where they change with every game where it's still ultimately familiar, but every game plays like a different kind of game. One feels a lot like a God of War slash... Uh, Zelda style game and the way that it's dungeoned off and broken off and it's not very open. Uh, I feel like 2 feels more like if you kind of mix together Prince of Persia and Diablo um, where it's real time action within that but you have a lot of a lot more RPG elements. It's more open as well. Uh, I really like that aspect. 2 feels like a good open world where it's not too large but it feels interesting to go around and it also had a great uh, variance in terms of different um environmental aspects. So you'd go into areas like, oh, this looks very different from the last one. So I really love that game. 
I was really impressed by what 3 did, I, considering coming back with a very low budget. Uh, 3 is a great game. I really like it. Going with the Souls-like style play to a degree is a ballsy choice. I don't know if they'll do it again with Strife, uh, since Strife is really the next mainline game if they do that. It doesn't make sense to do that with a shooter to me. Uh, but we've seen Gunfire games almost exclusively go to that, because of what, after they put out Darksiders 3, they put out Ashen. Uh, or Riz whatever it's called, from the ashes. Um, oh, what was that game called? It's gonna kill me. I can't think of it. You played it with me. I'm pretty sure. I played it with you. Uh, you may not have, but I really thought you did. Um, wow. Someone probably knows the answer to this game. Great game. I don't know why I can't think of it. It is called From the Ashes, though. It's Remnant. The Remnant from the Ashes. You did play that, right? Yeah. Thought so. So they seem to be into that. Their next game is a, a prequel to Remnant. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's also still a Souls-like game, but with actual medieval-style weapons more than guns. So that actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So I don't know. They could stay with that, but I kind of hope not. Airship Syndicate did a good job with Genesis. I like that Genesis is more like an actual uh, top-down adventure style thing. It's not quite like Diablo because you don't have a lot of crazy loot or anything. No, I would have loved for it too, but here's what it is. Um, that's one question down. So, Kiki, there you go. You got your answers, homie. I would love to hear what your favorite one is, but two is just great for a number of reasons. Main one, I think, being sense of adventure. And it almost gives me Shadow of the Colossus vibes every now and then as well. Uh, but sense of adventure and loot system. The Shadow of the Colossus vibes in two come from you do a lot of big boss fights where you're riding on your horse in big open areas so it kind of reminds me of the what is it the second colossus where you got to shoot its foot in shadow of the colossus yeah to get it to tipple or topple over you got that one um matthew green well this is a question that what time will you be on now <laughs> uh michael potter snyder says how do you feel about quick testing games recently i've been spending one to three hours in a game and basically leaving it alone. More flavors and less depth. But it's great when something sticks. So I, I guess what he's kind of saying here is like, give it one or three hours, but if, if it's not just like pulling you to play it, dropping it and not worrying about it. Yeah, that, that works for a lot of games lately. Actually, I don't care about that gym down there. Um, but it really is dependent on the game itself too. Well, this comes into something that you've not actually played lately, but it's something that happens across a lot of games. One that you did play... Um, that I think your opinion ended up changing a little bit on is uh, Cyberpunk's the one that's current in terms of people telling others that if you duck, if you duck out of that game in three hours and you didn't give it long enough, well, I think that it's a it's a mixed bag on that because yeah the game does get more open but I I think three hours is plenty of time for you to determine whether something's just not for you. Yeah, I think honestly using that with clues about the kind of game it is already like knowledge from beforehand yeah um like i i know for a fact i'm not gonna like a as an example this isn't true but like an isometric horror game so if i buy an isometric horror game i already know that i only have a, a, a limited amount of time to test it before i know if it's gonna click with me or not because there are some games that i don't like that have clicked with me so it's just it is it is like a really mixed bag but one to three hours lately I don't know if like games like Ghost and Days Gone and stuff like that, three hours is enough. See, Days Gone is a good example because 
you can argue that this is bad game design, and I think it's a good argument that three hours, I'd agree. Days Gone is a perfect example. Of, I don't think three hours is enough. But is it unfair for someone to not play, or to play three hours and say it's not for them? No. Because if, if you feel like a game should be able to draw you in within that first one or three hours, that's not unfair of you. That's just you knowing what you like. It's unfortunate that some games do really find their stride later than that three-hour mark. Some games like Days Gone, I think it almost takes a good six to eight hours, depending on what you choose to do before it really grips you, depending on what you got. So it's it's rough. I mean, I get it, but I think Days Gone is an example of where I know it's that way. I think Cyberpunk's weird. If you're looking at Cyberpunk and saying three hours isn't enough, Within the first three hours of Cyberpunk, you know what the game's going to be like. Yeah, it gets better whenever you get, like, Mantis Blades and stuff, but it's mostly there. Let's go see what chat says. I want to see what they have. If you guys have uh, any games that come to mind or just uh, an idea on that testing of the games, I'm with you because you only have so much time, right? Um, let's see. Matt Green says... Oh, here we are. Warp Point. So, Rob Henry says, My only problem with quick testing was Ghost of Tsushima. It took through the first act to get good for me. That's a common remark from a lot of people. Actually, a conversation we had on Destiny the other day when we were playing with Brennan, um, Saul was mentioning how he's fallen back off of Ghost of Tsushima, and Brennan's first remark was, oh, well, if you've if you still not made it through the end of the first act, then just keep playing. And Saul has passed the first act, yeah. and he still keeps falling out of it. But it's very often that if someone's not quite clicking with Tsushima, that you hear people say, well, get to the end of the first act and then see where you feel. Um, it's a good point. I see why people get to that point. Um, let's see. Crash says, I played Sekiro for around six hours and really couldn't get into it. Played it for eight hours straight the other night and fucking love it now. Yeah, that's that, and that's a game that I think is like that. Like, I think that no matter... Anybody I've talked to about Sekiro hasn't... Oh my gosh! I'm over here trying to line it up and talk, and I, I think I've messed this area up. Yeah, I'm dead. That's the first actual death. But, um... I, I've not talked to anybody who who instantly fell in love with Sekiro, uh, Sekiro. Sekiro the first time they played it. Yeah, you know, I've kept it. It's actually in that stack right there. Um, I also have it as my game-sharing thing, so if I get rid of that, it doesn't really matter. But I was, I was telling him, he was talking about the, uh, the ogre fight, and he was mentioning that it's the first time he's ever felt like it was just unfair. And I have to agree. One of the things that kept hitting me with Sekiro is that Unlike every Souls-style game that From has made, I always felt like the difficulty was me not being good enough. Like, you know, if, if something was hard for me and killing me over and over again, it's just that I hadn't learned the lessons I needed to learn in order for this thing to work out. Uh, so, in thought with that, one of the things that always happens when you get to the Chained Ogre, or whatever his name is, uh, that and I don't think it's been updated because he said he experienced it as well, that magnetism on his grab... I feel like that should be patched out because it's one of the only times where I just really look at a game. There might be another example. I don't know. I didn't. I got decently far into Sekiro, but I didn't make it too far um, in the grand scheme of things. I did. I definitely didn't beat it. That's why I've just kept it on the off chance I come back around to it. But I remember being really mad the entire time the Chained Ogre fight happened because I would dodge him and then it would pull me into his grasp anyway. Hmm. And I thought you remembered having the same issue, but I know... Yeah, I, I remember that. I, I, I thought that was fixed. <laughs> Crash said, boom, two deaths. Where's your confidence now? There is no two deaths. There's just one death. Yeah, the first death is just the one to get you past the prologue. You can technically beat it, yeah, but you, why waste the time? Yeah, you can go to the first Hunter's Lamp and then uh, go to the Dream and then come back and kill the Beast, but 
It's yeah. a waste of time. See, Sean Sandler, that ogre, that ogre grab nearly made me quit. I, I mean, it's the perfect example of it just being way too much. Well, no, I, I'm just saying I thought it was fixed from the current game. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've assumed that when Corey played it, he played the patched version. But. What is that judder that I keep getting? It's almost It almost is very reminiscent of that judder I had on my PS4 that was broken. Oh, yeah, but you didn't have it. when It was just there at all times. Yeah. You break my PS5 saw, I'm going to take that Burger King that, one that, back. That, that'd be the... Uh, no, you won't. First of all, I paid you good money for that. Second of all... You um, didn't even pay me full retail price. That's okay. I love you. Still I'm good, Still good money. It was good money. I'm, I'm joking. There wasn't no fake that money. Was, that was mean of me to say when I didn't mean it. Put it up the booty hole. Yeah, Crash said that. It was patched and it still happened. I mean, I get how it is. Um, from, from always has some weird jank with their games, which is not an excuse. Like, I'm not saying that you should yeah, use Yeah, but I'd say most of their jank is, like, in frame rate, like this game, where you have odd frame pacing. Yeah, and that's 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 what I was going to say, is that's one of the examples of, like, unfairity, because it's something that shouldn't be there, and it's still there. This is also where I might die again, just because there's a red-eyed beast that's behind me, and i got to make a dip for these bolt hunter marks. You know, they keep saying, like, From should be the people to go back and patch this game with 60 frames per second support, or even just a more consistent 30 with right frame pacing. But realistically, this this game was developed between From and um, Japan Studio. Why don't we? Why don't Sony just have Japan Studio come in and fix this stuff up? I don't really see why that would be a problem. They probably fixed the cum dungeon. We don't want that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is a fun fight. You eat a beast blood pellet. You throw a cocktail. You throw some fire paper on, and he doesn't attack you. I did not know that. Yeah, he actually falls uh, victim to the uh, cocktails. So, like, he, since he's a beast, he gets distracted by him. So, you could just sit there and build up your beast, beasthood meter. I'm doing the combo wrong. Um, it's supposed to be like L1, L1, like that to get yeah. your beasthood meter up faster. But I didn't. I am. I am intentionally not increasing my stamina stat. I put it all into vitality, mainly for this the, the the very first boss of the Chalice Dungeon that we're about to go fight. Okay. He's rough. Hey, Kevin Bacon bitch is here. He says congrats awesome, on Kevin. 200, guys. Hey, Kevin, Thank I hope you, if you can stick around, that's great. If not, I'm glad you hopped in and said, hey, appreciate you. Uh, you know, you're a patron. Tell you the same as I told all the other patrons if since you weren't here. A lot of new equipment was bought to make this happen. Yeah. About $500 worth. We didn't have to pay out of our pocket, thanks to you guys. So we really appreciate it. Also, while we're talking about Patreon, we got to talk about Patreon goals real quick. <laughs> so we're in the new year, right, Saul? I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we, we just, just start, start having, having really, really goofy, goofy crazy, crazy Patreon goals that we set, set to where if we, we, if we reach this dollar amount per month, we do this. If we reach this dollar amount per month, we do this. Right. Okay, okay so, so one of them that naturally came up in conversation, conversation this, this was brought up a little bit earlier, so one said we need those calendars. calendars. Um, I think it was Rob Henry. So, here we are. The conversation at hand was, what if, because of the love stream joke, we got to a point where... We do a photo shoot okay. for a calendar that we put out, and only if we reach this dollar amount, and all the patrons who make us hit that dollar amount gets hit this calendar, where we get one of our friends or paid professional photographer to photograph us with like game controllers and like consoles and game cases in different places where we're doing them like either scantily clad, sometimes like naked, but with like the PlayStation 5 covering our dick or whatever, and then we give that out to patrons. <laughs> That's, that has to be a massive Patreon goal for that. That's what I'm saying. 
So what is your dollar amount for this Patreon goal? How much dollars a month does it take? $10,000 a month. Oh, you don't, come on, man. I'll do the more, I'll do the more scantily clad ones. I don't know. Um, I think it would be fun. $500 a month? $500 a month? There you go. Like if you want these calendars, guys, you've got to bump that's us up. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of extra work and paying a, like, that's like. I have a camera. I know how to do it. I probably can teach you how to do the stuff that I need to do so that we can take pictures of each other. I know how Hannah can do the pictures. I know photography. I figured you did, but I don't know if you messed with any of the newer stuff. It's, there's nothing, there's no such thing as newer stuff. It's all about well, your I mean, exposure and your ISO. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean that in the sense of last time I saw you have a camera, it was a point and shoot. Right. I didn't know if you've ever messed with the DSLR. I have. There you yeah. go. I, I know, know, I, I know uh, a fair amount about DSLRs in terms of, but the problem with it is every brand is different. From like Nikon to Canon to Fuji, like having to get one and mess with one. Uh, so, a little bit about this real quick. We are in the first Chalice Dungeon. We have to go two layers deep, like I said, and uh, go past Sin's Fortress real quick. Um, this is so that I can unlock, like I said, the searchable Chalice. And yeah. the first boss in this Chalice Dungeon is annoying. He has a ton of HP, he has a gimmick, and he can do massive amounts of damage. Um, there's a chance I might die here, but there's more of a chance that I'm going to waste um, almost all my blood vials. But... From what you'll see soon, there is not going to be much need for me to have Blood Echoes here in about 30-ish minutes. Um, I will have everything in the game that I need, um, except the armor set. But from then, the armor set's going to come later in the game. And naturally, I will have been holding tons of Echoes, because I don't plan on dying as much. There's still, there's still a weird input delay like that. You see, it's like a 2 or 3 millisecond delay, which is not what it normally is. And it's interesting for parries. Luckily, this not this boss, but the boss after is really the only other parable enemy you have to worry about. This guy right here is rough, and see, like my dodges are off because of this. He he, you have to bust his blisters. But look at his damage. Like that's more than half my health in one hit. Okay. Uh, apparently, I've had some uh, reverb, but what that really comes down to is it's me mic bleeding into yours. I've tried to minimize that, guys, so if it's still going on, let me know. I'm a loud person by nature, and I was getting louder a second ago, so that might be why it popped on. If you're still hearing it, let me know. I'll try and mess with the mic settings a little bit more. I'm trying to have... I have a noise gate on right now, but I'm not trying to have it end up cutting off us, so we'll deal with that. Okay, so 500 bucks a month is our dollar amount. So if you want to see these beautiful... Great calendars. Saw has agreed to $500 a month. We will put it up on the Patreon as a goal. And if you want to make this happen, um, it doesn't have to be you getting a bunch of people, but hey, if you're listening to this show and you watch this every now and then or you keep up with us and you think that sounds fun, even if it's just for a little bit, you know what I mean? The moment we hit $500 a month, we're going to do it. And then if immediately after we go down to $300 a month or something, we'll, we'll deal with it. Okay? It'll be fine. But we'll hit that dollar amount. I think it'd be fun. Uh, Josh said, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Jessica Chobot, I think it's how you say her name, she had the thing where it was before the Vita was coming out, and she had it in hand, and he was talking about it, and then the guys around her were chanting, well, actually it was guys and girls, were chanting, lick it. So she takes the Vita, and I like, licks that. it, yeah, so we'd re we could recreate that as a nice, fun one. I'm down for it. Uh, uh, right now, Crash, I think we're at a hundred and... 
112 or 115 a month. We were at 150 for a while. COVID was not kind to plenty of people, so a number of people have told us that they had to back out due to financial problems, and we understand Which that is, completely. Yeah, more than understandable. Uh, I mean, we, we, it's Absolutely. fine. Look, every if we got a dollar a month on Patreon, it's awesome. Thank you guys who really go out of your way to uh, support the show and keep us going without us having to have the added stress of worrying about these things. You know, like this stream, if we would have had to think, how are we going to pull this off? You know, we got to pull $500 out of our own pocket to make sure we can do this right. Uh, I just don't think it would work because Saul's old catcher card just doesn't work. Yeah, it's sitting on the couch right next to Brett over there. Yeah, we tried just it. Chilling. Didn't go. So, thank you guys. Uh, we got to come up about somewhere in the round in the ballpark of like $375 a month. So, crash, make it happen. <laughs> Since you're the one asking. Leave me alone, um, big baby boy. You know, I've realized it's been a long time since I played this game. Yeah, there's a. Did you did you beat every base game boss? I, I think? don't think I did. I'm not counting Chalice Dungeons. When I say base game people. Yeah, so I don't think I'm I not did doing because that. that's too. Way is that too much time. Uh, is that undead giant that you fought? Is that a? Do uh, you have to do that boss? No, I don't think I've ever fought that. That's a Chalice. That's the very first story Chalice Dungeon. This is the this is the first Chalice. Dungeon so you're in a Chalice Dungeon right now? Yes. I did not realize that. Yeah, this is the very first uh, story That's why chalice. all this looks un uncommon to me. Well, there's there's this one. There's one you get from beating the uh, Omnidala boss fight. There's one you get from beating uh, Abritus. And then you get them from... A, you get more of them from beating these. This boss right here is really, really weird. And it's really interesting. Um, I hate how the names take up. But watch how much damage I'll do here in a second. This is off of a normal parry. Ooh. Oh, man. It's just, like, massive amounts of damage. So what is that from? That's just a normal parry. Or, well, but what I mean is, like, why is it Why is it that It's just high? how their health is. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's a weird boss. So as long as you can parry them, you essentially get everything. Oh, my God. And his his little friend... I'm still alive. His I little friend uh, behind him hit me with his bullets and fucked me over. All right. A uh, couple things here. Kevin says he just wanted to stop by and say congrats. He wished he could watch more, but he's real busy moving his entire house into a container to close on our house Tuesday. Kevin, I remember you talking about that. Congrats. Also, I hate moving. I do not envy you right now, but it's something that's gotta be done. It's part of it. I have not even liked, you know, when I redid the game room, I had to change a lot. I had to get rid of a lot. I got rid of a bunch of chairs that I had in here, a desk that I had in here. I still have every pop I had in the shelf that was originally in here in a box, and I'm still not completely done through it. I went and traded a bunch of games I just don't play in anymore. So it's, you know, it's. A lot of stuff. They're weak to piercing. Is what Josh have, said. I don't have a piercing weapon. Um, also. But, oh, oh, I see what he's saying. Yeah. They're weak to the, the actual, the nature of, and then you just leave this guy for last. You just whack him on the stairs where he can't hit you. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Rob Henry says, so if I just donate $500 for a single month, does it count? No. This has to be something that's like, it's not a donation pool. Well, hold on, man. I mean, look. If we said if we reach five hundred dollars a month, we'd do it. If if someone wants to handle it, I don't see any reason why we can't. True. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and hope Saul agrees that yes, if if someone wants to to put five hundred dollars into this, we will do it. We'll make this happen. Um, Crash says, "Are you gonna go for Margot Wetners? You have to." 
I'm about to say that's uh, a story, boss. Oh, he says me, not Margo, the Moon Presence. I'm about to say I thought yes. Margo's you had to. Yeah, fight. yeah. Like I said, every single boss. Like uh, so, that just boss. means you've got to get the three umbilical, umbilical cords. cords. Yeah, yep. And that's every single boss in the game. So what I just got for beating that chalice is something called um, I don't forgot it. Central chalice, I think. Uh, no, it's the root chalice. So now we can create uh, chalices here and use glyph searching. So what I'm gonna do, search by glyph. Maybe nine. Well, look at that that PS5 H keyboard instead. No. H N E U D B Z. So it's, it's the not in the H. So much knowledge. D B Z. What is it then? I just did this the other day. Nine N H E. That's what it is. U D B. So this chalice here has the Lost Chikage in it, which is our weapon for the run, and it's really easy to get. It's also a, a chalice you can actually grind souls in pretty easily because you there's a there's one of the abhorrent, abhorrent beasts in here, and those are enemies that are anti-enemies. You can attack them, but other enemies will attack them, and they'll attack other enemies. I'm definitely not supposed to be in this kind of late game uh, chalice dungeon right now. So that the enemies here can kill me in one to two hits and they drop tons of souls. Well, you can use the Abhorrent Beast and they will, um, I think that's what these things are called, but uh, they'll kill the enemies for you. And you can rack up 20, 40,000 souls somewhere in there. And here he is right here. <laughs> oh, that's great. Rob said, I bet that's two overtime shifts for a sexy gaming calendar. Hey, we will make this happen, and then we will continue with crazy ideas throughout the year. Uh, also, I'm curious as to how we want to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm figuring it out. I do have a stack full of large and medium-sized triangle squared logo vi um, Hello? <laughs> vinyls. Um, so they're not stickers. They are actually cut. Hey, thanks. You got me a trophy, bro. I did. You'll get two of them today, at the very least. Oh, oh hold on. Is that the one for getting the blood chunk? No. That's the, uh, you'll get that today, though. Cool. That's the blood gem master. I think that's collecting X amount of blood gems or collecting X amount of varieties of blood gems. Okay, cool. There we go. Did they kill a big guy? No. He drops, he himself drops, I think, 70,000 blood echoes. He's still back there killing people. Oh, boy. This is the suicide around here. I'll probably die here. I am very, but, uh, very hungry. I'm getting it. I'm around. Lost <laughs> Chicago. Got my weapon. We're running. We run. We run. This is where I'd probably die because the enemies block ways out. But, but if they, you die, it doesn't matter because you keep the goods. They didn't. Yeah. Nice. This ain't. This ain't. I don't know what game does that. Diablo. Crash says I'm gonna need a new sticker for the new car. You're gonna have to come down here and get it. <laughs> I, I will see. That's what I was gonna ask. Is I have these stickers and I would love to be able to put them up. I guess what would you guys be willing to pay for one that you would find fair? Um, that way I don't just come in with my own big head and be like, this seems like a good amount and it just seems way too high for you guys. I would love to get just an idea of what you think. Uh, I can go and grab some. I mean, of course, they are vinyls. Like I said, they're cut out. They're not stickers. They're going to be cut directly to the shape of our logo. You can go on cars with last on cars, back windows, stuff like that. You can put them on laptops. Whatever it is that you want to put them on, we've got them. Personally, um, for me, I would never spend more than 7 to $8 on a sticker. But. See, that's what I was going to say. Originally, I was thinking as a way to help raise money for different things for the show, do them for like uh, 2 to $3 for the medium and $5 for the larger one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 
I should have... Oh, I didn't grab the Bold Hunter Mark in front of German. That's fine. I mean, not German. Um, in front of uh, Father Gas One. Um, here comes the Come Dungeon. Crash City sells band stickers for five, so... I think that's probably what I'll do. I mean, because shipping comes into this as part of the problem, right? You know, one of the things that happens with you uh, right now, at least, Corey, since y'all are doing more, you know, local stuff, is that you're, it's just an outright price. I've got to think about price for the sticker and then price of what it takes to get that sticker to you or the or the vinyl to you. So I am trying to be relatively fair on that. But you know I, what we got to do? Hmm. Got to answer some more questions. What were you going to say, though? Well, I was going to say I think this is actually a save edited dungeon. Um, I'm not sure. The name is weird on it. So this might be a hacked dungeon, but I don't think they would keep stuff like that in the game. Look at the name. Place name layer one. Uh, but this is what people call the cum dungeon. Look at my health. I'm at one HP. Oh my god. Um, but that doesn't matter because you take about 10 steps forward and you stand right in here. And if you look off screen, there's an enemy dying. Well, you just stand here for eight to nine seconds and the enemy dies and then you get 83,000 blood echoes. And then you just use a bold hunter's mark which in turn brings you back to the lamp that I didn't light because I'm busy talking. But yeah, 83,000 blood echoes. That is wild. So then you do that, you bold hunter's mark out to the lamp again, and then you just walk back and forth. The problem with this is I'm going to have to do this twice. I'll have to do it right now, and I'm going to get three times in. I'm going to have to do it. Uh, then I have to go kill Wendy's, a.k.a. Uh, Cleric Beast, because they dropped the Sword Hunter badge, which allows you to buy these marks from the bath messenger so you could essentially get unlimited souls by doing this um and it's super easy um i do not recommend if you're watching me play this and you've played this game or you've never played this game do not do this this will take all the fun out of the game for you if you if you don't if you've never played the game half of the fun in souls games is your first playthrough and that's figuring out where everything is and enemies and and seeing stuff for the first time I wouldn't even recommend you watch a guide or playthrough of this game to begin with. So go away if you've never played this game. <laughs> and if you plan on it, go away. So, uh, Crash said cheater, but then uh, Josh came to your fence and said, Crash, it's not cheating, it's in the game. He's not wrong. It is in the game. It is in the game. And I feel like that when this game was big at the time, this would have been patched out if this was not something that is, um, Very well, you know... Uh, I need nine strength. Um, meant to be, in a sense. So we're just going to pump into Blood Tinge. I think I'll get to like 40. Yeah, 38. That's fine. Oh, there we go. Rob came in there and said they sell theirs at small for $2, medium 4, and large 6. Uh, how do you handle shipping? Do you just put them? Because, you know, the large ones are pretty large. They won't fit in an envelope. I think the medium ones might. Um, a typical envelope. So mail would be cheap if you could just slap stamps on them. I guess that's probably true even if I put it in a pack. Oh, I didn't count out my blood so charge right. I will figure that out. But... What's on charge? I missed. That doesn't matter. We'll find a million of those. <laughs> Actually, Crash said it's fair, but that gives credence to why you're so confident about not dying. Oh, you have no idea. Just give me like it. We'll do that thing I just showed y'all. Still can't bomb. Um, like for about 15 minutes or so, I'll, I'll end up doing it about 30 times, and I won't. Like I said, I won't have to level up again. Like that's that's the way that this works. Um. Oh. So you do them through a site that probably does it for you in dropships. That's a good setup. Uh, look at this weapon, though. This weapon is the only katana in the game called the Chikage. Really dope looking. And yeah, I've the, never seen it. The transform attack is... I'll say that. It's still in the game, yeah, right? Yeah. You get it. So you can buy this weapon once you kill Martyr Lagarius, uh, who's at Castle Kanehurst. 
And uh, if you notice, my health is draining. I, I lose health. I lose one HP for every second that I have this in its transformed state. But as it's transformed, it does massive amounts of damage. Um, I am going to buy all the blood vials I can. Gregor said, does gameplay and strategy is new to me, even though I've played and planted the game? If you platinum the game and you want a good reason to go back and play it, do this. Like, like break this game because it is that much fun. Um, if you haven't played the old Hunters DLC, I recommend that as well. You know, it might just be me. And it might be that I really am a big fan of the way the style looks. But for some reason, this game to me looks better than, than uh, Dark Souls 3. You're seeing it through rose-tinted glasses just because the TV it's on. Play Dark Souls 3 on here, then go back and look at it. I've played Dark Souls 3 on here. On this TV? Yeah. Okay, well, this it, well, it might be this TV and this capture card. I can't see what I'm doing. I might have to figure out what, what that deal is, because it's too dark. This is also one of my favorite areas to go back to once you've beaten Bloodstarved Beast because of the turn in the uh, environment. Listen, dude, you don't want me to use my weapon on you, okay? It hurts. But uh, we're going to kill Wendy's real quick, and then um, then we'll farm for the, the, the remaining Echoes. I think it may just be art direction. Like, the, the, yeah. the graphical style, the, or the graphical capability with the art direction. Did he actually just grab me? I wasn't even paying attention. I was listening to you, and I was like, I didn't even see him do a wind-up attack. <laughs> but, yeah, you'll do... The transform attack in this weapon is redonkulously good. Oh, okay, look. They say it does look better than Dark Souls 3. Josh and Crash said that. But Crash said it's a shame it's not as good. Crash, you're just trying at this point. He's just trying to say stuff. We're going to answer some more questions, though, bad boys. we got some questions. If you want to give us some in the chat, do so. But we're going to go pull some more off of Facebook right now. Zachary Reed Sawyer says, well, he said he was working tomorrow, which is unfortunate, but can rewatch it. Um, oh, I've somehow clicked on the wrong thing. My bad. I don't know what happened here. Were you reading somebody else's chat? No, I was reading from the post of what I said would be on today. But going back to the reader mail post, um, let's see. Also, this weapon's just so cool in its attitude. Like, watch this. So, like, just... And the way you walk? Well, no, it's just it's just the way you fling the blade, the blood off. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Or Sekiro. <laughs> or Sekiro, I suppose. I haven't played enough Sekiro, so... Uh oh you got to think, Sekiro is like a very faint thing in my mind. I don't even remember where I quit playing the game at. Um, okay. Let's see over here. We have a couple. I don't need any of this stuff anymore. Ooh. This one's going to be kind of hard. Partially because I feel like there's conversations that I'll think about after the fact and I'll be off on. What's been your favorite discussion on the podcast or the one you remember most? This is from Josh Ayers. Thank you for being a patron, Josh. Um, thank you, sir. Um, probably just like one of the first episodes when we did all of our PlayStation favorites. Probably mine. That and just about any Game of the Year episode we do. Just because of how much, how, mo how much more fun they are to me. What about you, Brett? I'm trying to think, too. I mean, I do tend to have fun when we're kind of talking about memories. So as weird as that sounds, I think one that I remember really, like, I remember fondly and I really enjoyed uh, was the very first thing, too, where it's just our favorite games because it's just cool to do that. Yeah. But thinking back on some of the things that we've had odd conversations about, I was always, like, you know, just the, the 
kind of excitement that I, we put ourselves in a little bit when we were discussing our uh, our ideal at the time take on a second PSP or a second PS Vita, like a follow up to the PS Vita. Yeah. Like that was a fun conversation, kind of talking about things that we thought the Vita did wrong, which it, there is things that the Vita did wrong. It's just where it comes from. Uh, and things that we think that they did right that they could still do and probably pull off really well. Um, that was a fun conversation. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. But essentially, it's just, it's going to be outdated now, too, because I think uh, you know, this was kind of when the Switch was announced, but we didn't know much about it. So it was us kind of postulating on some stuff, if I'm remembering correctly. So it would probably change now as the mobile landscape and phones have gotten more and more powerful and mobile chipsets are getting more and more powerful as to what exactly I would want to do. Um, and that might be something we come back around to in a, on an episode where we kind of take old topics and come back around to them and, and do our ideas on them now. Um, one thing I thought was cool that I think back on too often was, are we seeing platforming games make a turnaround? And uh, we were talking about that with NAC 2 being announced, and uh, there was something else that happened in that time period. Uh, and it's not that they went away, and I never really intended for it to come off that way, though. I think some people thought that. But I will say that since then, I think platformers have come back in a much bigger way. I think with NAC 2 and uh, having that come, having Crash Bandicoot come with its remake, the Spyro Trilogy remake, coming with a new Crash Bandicoot game. Um, we have Astro, We've uh, since then we've had Astrobot Rescue Mission, we've had Astro's Playroom as a PS5 game. Uh, we've had Little Big Planet finally make a comeback with that game um, of Sackboy, A Big Adventure. I think platforming is back in a way that's not just as focused around Nintendo and indies, and that's been cool to see. So, yeah, I think those are all some that come back to mind. Uh, let's see. Too early. Yep. Here's one. Question for Saul. This is in the live chat. comes from Crash. He says, which would you say is better, Sekiro or Ghost? Question is for Saul. Probably Ghost. Really? Yeah. Like for I, a game that you keep falling off of versus a game that I remember you loving at the time? Yeah, I mean, I love I loved both of them. It's just Ghost, to me, I think any open world game is gets repetitive no matter what game it is and i think to me i was hoping for how everybody talks about how the second part opens up i was hoping it'd be more and sekiro is great but at the same time it's probably my least favorite from software game but i say that a little prematurely because i'll eventually want i do want to go back and replay it soon ish it actually just like dark souls 3 on the ps5 runs at 60 frames per second now at yeah AP. so i kind of want to go back and play it now where it runs better that was a big thing for me on coming back to Sekiro as well is that playing it on ps5 means i can play it at a full 60 because the original game launched with an unlocked frame rate yeah and it was the same kind of juddery oh excuse me mess that dark souls 3 was yeah, I mean, Dark Souls 3 was definitely better when they did the PS4 Pro patch, but it still only stayed around the 45 range of frames per second. And I'd rather have something that's a little more consistent. Um, let's see. Rob, I will let you know. I do have the large ones and the medium ones literally here at my house um, trying to figure out how the best way to get them out to people is. So I will figure out what way I want to go about putting them on a storefront, if I want to put them on a storefront, what that means. Um, one of the things that I think we've actually tried to avoid doing, but if we start getting more money through Patreon and get to a point where it's too much, we will have to turn Nartech into an actual official business, and we can't just have it be an LLC. So 
that brings up some things with taxes, but it also helps in some ways because it lets me write off the studio and game room as business places because they are. Does it let you do that? It lets you, this is about a quarter of my house, a little less than that, so I'd be able to put roughly a quarter of my electricity bill onto it, a quarter of the internet bill, which internet is required to do these things. So it's it's ups and downs, um, and that's part of it. So we've tried to move around as this is still something that's not our day jobs. I would love for this to break over and be something that we could do more and more and more, but the reality is, is that I have a, a wife and a kid, and a wife who, as much as I'm happy that she gets to do what she wants to do and be fulfilled at work, right now at least it means that that's not as easily a goal for me. For me to quit my job, I have to have something I know is a lot of money <laughs> coming in my way to help support. Saul is in a good position, I think, but at the same time, the reality is is that money makes the world go round. So yeah, it'd be cool to see that, but that's just one challenge that comes over. I would be, uh, yeah, he says he's been looking into doing an LLC as well. So it's just, it's something that we're debating and going through. It might be something that happens really soon. Definitely if Chris does move down here, as we want to be able to write more and more stuff off, and it would also help Chris with, uh, he's, he does So editing. that's who's going to move down here. Yeah. You didn't answer my question last time. Yeah, it's going to be figs. If, I mean, it, it, it's pretty much set in stone that it's going to happen, but I don't want to speak for him. So we'll see what happens. But that's going to be fun. Is um, he in chat? He's not in chat right now. He was earlier. Look, we can have some cool stuff like every more once a month Friday night game nights where we just all hang out and do a stream. Yeah, that would be really fun. I think we can do that and get all the uh, get all the Nartek boys together since uh, Blaze is, I mean, Blaze is still clearly welcome. It's, it's just his schedule has never lined up with these things. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> OG, XOGX late night. Saul, you were ugly, but I love you. Thank you, Eric. There we are. <laughs> I actually forgot because I was like, this name sounds familiar to me. Why am I not getting it? That's it, Eric. What's up, Eric? I love you, buddy. Eric, you can come down here and be on the stream one of these days, too, buddy. Could you stream? Hey, if you're watching this right now and you like watching people stream, uh, Eric, give yourself a quick shout out in the chat and I will go through it too. I'm trying to remember your actual streaming name. It is that, I thought. Is it XOGX Late Night? I think it is. Right, Eric? Let us know in the chat below a phrase you should be Hey! LTB is here. I was LTB. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you being a patron. Elcha buddy. Oh, man. This is tedious. So, like, if you guys have stopped watching now, I don't blame you for just to pay attention to questions because. Like I said, I gotta do it like 20 more times. Yeah, yeah anybody, anybody in the chat, chat has more questions, get them out. But we got more questions over here in the Discord. So, to all of you who did that, we're gonna get to them. Uh, next one up is actually from Rude Cold, who I think had about to go watch the show with his wife. Time to is important. So, it is. I get it. He said he might be back. Um, he says, if you could have one gaming legend on the podcast interview, who would it be and why? I think we've had this question before, and I think we said, he, or I had said Hideo Kojima or Miyazaki. Oh, yeah, Miyazaki. And you cool. said uh, the guy who made Nier, Yoko Taro. Yoko Taro. I would love to have Yoko Taro on. But, you know, I think at this point, too, um, you know, actually, I'm probably going to keep it Yoko Taro. I, I would love to get somebody who's been in the industry a little bit longer. Like, I would actually like to discuss things with David Jaffe. I think he's a really interesting person. He's been behind a lot of very big long-term games that we that everybody knows about like twisted metal and um and god of war so that would be interesting to see someone who's been in the industry doing things that i'm aware of for that long i mean i think that a lot of these people have too but not necessarily in creative and directorial ways like uh, we all know that 
Miyazaki did not uh, end up coming around uh, to um, Dark Souls until we got Demon Souls, which was in 2008, 2007 was when he was kind of running onto this pro project and becoming head, and that was a big thing for him. He moved into being a creative role, and I think that's awesome. But I think one of the reasons that Yoko Taro stays in my mind is because he's a guy who has made a multitude of games that have been cult classics, but they've never necessarily been financial successes until Automata. Can we, can we, just, just speaking of that phrase, I hate that term, cult classics. Because that just means to me, like anytime somebody uses that in any context that I've heard personally, that just means, oh, well, it didn't make a lot, but it was good. Yes, yeah, so that's basically what it means. Yeah, but uh, that's I not mean, what it should mean. Well, what do you mean that? Cult classics to me, like, isn't that like a group, like a very niche group of people found that movie and brought it to what it is? I mean, in a way, because you think a lot of times the way that ends up going is it's because they find out, they become that after the fact. Because, like, you know, a good example in film, right, After the like, fact. But too many people use cult classics to describe something that is new. This is a brand new cult classic. Oh, no, that's no. Not, that's, yeah. not, that's not how that works. It's a B movie or yeah. a B show or something. Yeah, and I don't agree with that either. But, like, a good example of a cult classic is a game like Nier, the original Nier. It's a game that essentially tanked the developer. Uh, it did not end up doing well at all. And... As a result, Cavia is gone. They've moved on into other things. Um, and it was odd that we even got a sequel. It didn't sell very well. But as after it went out and Cavia had already went under, the game did start to pick up and sell more, and there gained an appreciation for it when it was a little... I don't say it was too late, but in some senses it was too late. But yeah, I agree. I've not necessarily heard people bring up cult classic in a new way. I don't think that that's fair. I think Demon Souls is a great example of a cult classic. It's a game that came out and continued to do better and better and better as it stayed out. And now it's reached a status where Dark Souls was already basically a classic day one. Not a cult classic. It was just a big success day one. Dark Souls 2, every game has continued to be a big hit. Bloodborne, same way. I think Demon Souls is the only one. I don't think Bloodborne's a. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying now. I think you're calling Bloodborne cult classic. Classic. No, no, no. Bloodborne was a day one. Success, Everyone yeah. was into it and it was a success. So, Demon Souls is kind of like the precursor, which is kind of what is happening with Nier. You know, when Nier Automata came out, um, they restarted, at least in the UK, if I'm not mistaken, pressing versions of Nier for PS3 because people wanted it and there was enough demand for it. And that's amazing. That's something that's so rare you don't really hear about very often. That's my little rant on cult classics. I, yeah, if I heard someone say that, I would definitely say the same thing. Uh-oh, sound echo. That means I'm being too loud. You're too close. Well, you keep leaning over this way, too. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna, look I'll separate myself from Saul. Screw you. I'm gonna get out of the camera. Screw you. <laughs> uh, ooh. Oh. I, okay, I don't... This is something come back around. Um, Drago says Lady Dimitrescu or Gina Carano. Who is the second one? I don't know. I think it's the girl who got fired from Disney. Oh, then Lady Demetrius, whatever her name is. Yeah, I, I mean, in terms of attractiveness, Demetriscu. Yeah, I mean, that's big. That's big, sexy vampire. Isn't mama. isn't that other girl also in um, Deadpool? I I don't know. Didn't she play like? Uh, Can't in, answer that question. In Deadpool one, like a henchman or something. She was in another movie. If that's the if that's the same girl, I might just be mixing people's faces up. But I watched a movie where Jason Mewes was the main character. He was a UFC fighter, apparently. and uh, it was made by it was it was essentially like 
it's called the method and the madness or the method the method madness or something it was it's not a view askew movie but it felt like it and i still don't know if i liked it or not weird uh, we got some questions in here that we're going to get into since i bl bled the mic so long um Yeah, you can be on an architect stream, homeboy. Eric, I didn't see that you said that. We were talking for a little bit. You can be on there. Don't worry about it. What's an architect stream? Nartex stream. Oh, I was like, what is the architect stream? <laughs> Rude said he was still here for a few more minutes. Well, there you go, Rude. You got your question answered, buddy. Thank you for the question. Um, he says, Nartech, the best cure for the lockdown. I forgot Thank you guys you, are locked down right now. Josh, that's uh, ooh, rough. Elzebeeb says, general question. What do you think a second-person shooter would look like? I've thought of this before, and I can't think of... Oh, it was me getting... It's getting killed by the... You are the NPC getting killed. But you are controlling the person killing you. Oh. Yeah, so you... It, it's almost like... Um, there's a game that... I mean, it's not necessarily that, but it's it's the same idea in my mind. There's a game um, that's called Green Peak or something like that, where what you see on your screen is someone else's camera angle. Yeah. So you can only move around based off of what you're seeing from them, and you have to try and figure out where you are and locate and move around. Because that that's what a third, second person would be, right? Kind of. I mean, I, I don't know. Second person is such a weird thing to even think of, but that makes sense to me. You're seeing yourself from someone else's point of view. Third person is when it's essentially just moved away where it's not a person. It's just like a... Even though they call it third person, so who knows? Um, that's weird. Let's see. We got some other ones in here. Um. Oh, Rude Cold said, thanks for answering the question. I've been fortunate enough to meet Hideo Kojima at MGS2 Press event in my teens when I won tickets to it. It was unreal experience. That sounds unreal. Meeting him would be unreal for me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, El Tabib says, I don't think Sony has the cash to buy huge studios bring the pain. I'm assuming that that means this is coming back to the idea that um, Sony is apparently talking about potentially buying Square, which actually that's a question from Bring the Pain. So Sean, another Sean, uh, he says, do you think Sony will make a move to buy Square? Which has been a rumor lately. No, I think I think both Sony and Microsoft's big studio buying is over for right now. I think, I think big acquisitions are from Sony. It's hard to gauge. They're very slow about it. I can see them doing Square from a relationship standpoint, and I think we... There's, again, a rumor, and if it ends up being true, I think it's happening this weekend, that the Final Fantasy VII is coming to PC, but it will still not be on Xbox. If that is the case... Yeah, that that I don't think that's a tendency to a rumor, though. I think that just shows you that, that they don't sell well on Xbox. It could be that, or it could show that it's more in preparation to where they don't have a game that's moved over. I, I agree with you. I don't think it means 100%, but I would be more inclined to believe it if there becomes more and more... A, a, evidence of it being essentially PC and PS4 only. Because, did you see that Kingdom Hearts is coming to PC? No, I did not. Yeah, the entire Kingdom Hearts series coming to PC. Uh, here's a good question, because I know that we've actually had some talk about it. Uh, uh, Rob Henry says, how do you feel about, and actually Rob Henry, it's Warp Point Streaming. Guys, also go support Rob. Go do it. Yeah. There's another content creator like us who... Good dude. He's uh, he's been he listens to the show fairly often. Rob, trust me, I understand. It's hard to do these things and still keep up with people as much as you otherwise would want to. So go check him out, support them. He says, "How do you feel about the casting choice for the Last of Us show?" You know, after the um, I, I think we mentioned it 
No, we didn't because we didn't have an episode about this. Yeah, we were talking about it I, in Destiny the other day. That's what it was. Um, I don't know if I like Ellie just because back with uh, back when she was in uh, Game of Thrones, this actress, she was kind of flat, and I'm hoping she has learned from that and has gotten a little bit better at acting. Somebody I saw said that that's just kind of how her um, how her character was written, but it didn't feel that way, and that could be on the fault of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it can uh, be. Pedro Pascal is um, as Joel is, is super cool. I like I like that actor a lot. Um, I think that people keep saying um, I can't think of like how to say his name, but it's like Nikolai, the guy who played Jamie Lannister. Yeah, that thought never occurred to my head. But he and seems like he's a good fit. Yeah, and that's a cool idea. Am I going to have to run all the way through this level again to get those stupid bloodstone shards? Or do I, I keep going? I don't know, Saul. <laughs> you have to figure that one out. You're tuning in right now to uh, Saul teaching you as much as you can about Bloodborne. Um, so keep up with that. Back for me, though, um, yeah, I, I never watched uh, all of Game of Thrones. I only watched season one, and the show just never caught my attention, so I've never gone back and watched any more. That may change one day. I don't know. I, just, I don't have a lot of time for things that I feel like I've already tried and just didn't click with me. I'm more likely to play a game a second time than I am to watch a show a second time. I don't know why that is. I guess it's just because I play games more as an entertainment medium than I watch TV. Um, so I don't know about that, but Pedro's really good. I've seen him in plenty of things. I think he's always been a really good actor. And it's been interesting watching a couple of things kind of shoot him up into a new level of stardom, which has been cool. So I'm okay with it. I think Pedro's a good fit. Um, I th There was a thing coming up uh, that was... Uh, I, I know I'm going to probably say his name wrong, but Ali Mahershala... I don't that know. Sounds, that sounds about right. I think his. I think he's the guy who has uh, been cast to play Blade in the MCU uh, take on the character. That's pretty cool. He that look. That's actually a pretty cool fit. Yeah. So there was talks about him being Joel, and of course there was the natural thing. And this brings up a conversation that I don't inherently find people to be racist just because they've seen a character in gaming, and then when they see somebody be live action cast, and it's suddenly a different thing, or they just look really out of bounds, that it looks odd to them. And the reason I bring that up is that part of the reason that the guy that you were talking about, Niccolo or whatever his name is, that is another HBO actor, the reason people keep bringing him up despite Pedro being there is because they feel like he's a better look fit. And the thing about books I think that happen is that with books most of the time it's easy to separate or it's easier to separate what you imagined from reading the book and then seeing someone else's interpretation on screen versus at the same time, looking at a game and saying, well, I have a, definitely a game like The Last of Us, right? Where the goal of The Last of Us is to look as realistic as possible. I think when you have a character that looks like Joel and you see that's basically a human and there's humans that have these characteristics are really close and they seem like close fits, it does seem odd to suddenly change those things. It doesn't mean that there's anything inherent to Joel's character that makes him being white matter. I just think it's a big thing that when people see people, that they viewed already and they see them and they know what they look like, suddenly them being different just, I think it messes with your brain. So I don't think it's, an, it's inherently something that ends up screaming, oh, if you think there's an issue with it, then it has to be racism. But I know that was a big conversation for a little bit. Um, it's just kind of how things go. Um, let's see. They say, we got some more over here. Matt Green said, ending of Game of uh, Thrones is anti-climax. Oh, it is. 
It's like the true definition of that. Oh, uh, quick interjection. Um, if you guys haven't noticed my health and stamina bar, uh, I'm at max level for the rest of the game now because of that grinding. So I, I don't need to level up at all. My stats are um, 42 vitality, 30 endurance, 25 skill, 50 blood tinge. And yeah, the only thing we need to really worry about blood echoes for from here on out is going to be the armor set, like I said, and buying blood vials if we need them. But I just bought like 200 something. I don't think we will. Um, you know, one of the things I really loved about this game was that when you bought or got more here? blood vials than you no, needed, here. they would immediately go to your storage. And if you ever left, uh, if you ever went to the the Hunter's Dream and then came back out, it would automatically refill for you. Right. Yeah. You didn't have to manage it yourself at all. Which is great. Uh, and that's a, that to me, that's a way of streamlining these games without making them easier. It, it's, it takes an annoyance out of your life, but it doesn't actually make the game easier. Also, uh, you may be kind of confused at how we just stumbled upon... The Hunter's Dream in-game. Yeah, the Hunter's Healing Workshop in-game. This is uh, this is not part of the dream. This is where you get the doll's clothes, right? Yes, there's an actual chest right here. Yeah, so And they sell for Buku's amounts of blood echoes. And then you get this old Hunter bone here, which we're not going to use. But most importantly, one-third of a milk cord. Something we need for every boss fight in the game. So is that, your, is that your first one? That's my first one. There's only four in the game. Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's either four or five, but I'm pretty sure it's four. And you can get them all, or three of them, without failing a side quest because there is one that is linked to a side quest. I can't see down. It's the nurse, right? No, that is the one that you could just go back at, uh, and get. I think if you kill her early, you still get it, but she is redonkulously hard to kill early. So, I just go back when she's already propped up on the table for me. Yep. Josh said four. Yeah. All right, we got more questions, so... Go for it. Let's get them out of here. Let me go back over to Discord. What? Let's see. This is actually an interesting question. Um, it's It's got a bunch of stuff in it, but RudeDays93 says, Is Game Pass, like, the greatest thing ever? Yes, obviously, so here's a serious question. This question kind of relates to the MLB The Show coming to Xbox, but is there any PlayStation exclusive game, past, present, or future, that would benefit by going to Xbox, PC, or Nintendo? Biggest one I come up with is Dreams. Uh, games like those I feel benefit with more players, especially the PC fan base that can pull off all sorts of cool shit in games like that. Give me Bloodborne on Switch. I wonder what this game would perform like on Switch. Dark Souls Remastered does it fine. Now, granted, that's Dark Souls Remastered. It's also an older version of their engine, unless they engine ported, which I don't know much about that game, so they might have. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. Um, I do know, though, that uh, it works perfectly fine, especially at 30 frames. Um, so I, I think it's possible. I see no reason why it shouldn't. I just expect graphical detail to probably have to be jumped down considerably. I don't know if... Like, you see all the anti-aliasing just walking in here, though? Yeah. I don't think it'd be as bad as, like, The Witcher would be. Okay, yeah, fair. I think that's... Yeah. It's also that The Witcher has so much more fine detail. Like, a big part where you're seeing the anti-aliasing shimmer is on, like, the windows and stuff. And I mean, so, you know, when you think about a game like The Witcher that has a lot of grass and trees, you're going to see that shimmer a lot more. But... He says... So... I, I'm with you, actually, Rude. If you wouldn't have ended up actually saying this, this is what my answer would have been already. Dream seems like the perfect fit to go to as many places as possible. Uh, first of all, because I just I still land on the thing that I think Dream should eventually become a platform where you can make games and sell them. Uh, I think it's, it makes a way where because it'd be running through the Dreams, like you'd be able to buy them from Dreams or whatever app. 
kind of like what Game Maker is doing um, with Game Maker 15 or whatever the <laughs> number they're on is. But I think that would be a cool way for Sony to make extra money um, by people not only buying dreams to make games on other consoles, but also people buying games that Sony gets a kickback on from the dream thing. And by nature, Media Molecule should also get kickbacks on that, which I think goes towards recouping budget for this game and justifying it to last even longer. But ultimately, too, it's just... It's a cool way to make a game that's very different rendering, and I think it brings more and more people into the fold of making games, which can only be a good thing. We do need that. Um, all right, Braj88 says, what is your favorite movie or TV show based on a video game? Oh, that went a, a way I wasn't going expecting. Um, okay, I got a really campy one. Hey, Blake is here as well. What's up, Blake? What's up? Mr. Popes. Um, I have a really campy one that's Double Dragon, which came out like 1993 or 4. Is it a movie? Yes. Okay. Um, really bad. But it's a cool nostalgic movie. But, <laughs> you know, like, I... I don't know. I was going to say, if you're asking what my favorite movie was, I was like, Prisoners. Or Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> Prisoners is really good. You know what? Fitting the the Jake Gyllenhaal theme of Zodiac and Prisoners, I'm gonna say Prince of Persia. Did you really like it? I mean, I, could, I, I think it was say bad. This. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It also wasn't good. Well, I mean, it was it was just there. Like it was a fun watch. Yeah. And uh, Ben Kingsley is that his name? Yeah. He's a great actor. I love him and anything you put him in. Um, Man, I really don't think if I've ever watched much of any like video game. I, I feel like there's a video game TV show, like Castlevania, actually. Castlevania is really good. Yeah. So that's actually a good example. And I was about to bring into it that th I think there's a lot of examples of um, there's a lot of examples of animated that I think really works for this. One of those that comes to mind for me is the animated take. EA for a while was doing animated stuff for their big series, definitely the ones from Visceral, where Dead Space got an animated movie. I think more than one, two as well as uh, Dante's Inferno. Good. Dante's Inferno's animated uh, movie was really cool. It was great. I think that their take on the uh, Dante's uh, Inferno style, art-wise, was really cool. Not only basing it off the game, but going further into how they changed it for the anime. Um, that was really good, but I was really impressed with what they were able to pull off from Castlevania on Netflix. I went into it with not high expectations, even though I'd heard good things. And I was really proven wrong. It was really good. I went into it with a high expectations just because of how late I went into it. I'm glad someone else brought this because I was going to bring it up. The original Mortal Kombat movie is, is a lot like what Saul was talking about where in a lot of ways it's really not a good movie. But I have so much nostalgia for it uh, that's tied around a lot of movies. Actually, when I think of the Mortal Kombat movie, I also think of a movie that a lot of people I know have never watched. Here's a moment to check the chat to see if they know. Uh, Saul, have you ever watched a movie called Warriors of Virtue? Nope. It includes a kid with a bunch of kangaroos. It's a live-action movie from the 90s, and this kid is getting taught martial arts. I've, I've literally not watched it in a long time, but I still remember it. I, I still remember visual parts of it. But he's like learning martial arts from an anthropomorphic kangaroos. Nope. That sounds awful. Uh, I loved it when I was a kid. I don't know why, I just did. And when I think of Mortal Kombat, I think it. Hey, Crash Animal says he loves the Warriors of Virtue. I'm glad I'm not alone in that. 
Uh, that's a movie that me and my brother will just randomly talk about and bring up because it's just we watched it a lot as a kid. I can't see. It. Went and saw it for his twelfth birthday. Man, or you made me feel young in comparison to you somehow because I felt like I was old for remembering that movie, but I was only like nope eight. I don't even. I, I don't even know. I might have been ten. Me do I have? I need sixteen. Uh -oh. I only have eight. Boosted infamy and gambit all week long. Yucky. That's what Eric said. Eric, we will play Bloodborne soon. Uh, Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Sorry, Destiny. We play Bloodborne too. We're doing that right now. Oh, technically, Saul is, but um, I can't see past. I can't. It's so dark on this TV that I can't see. What I would it, use the remote to turn the brightness up. Can I do that? But um, well, here, who's it? Fancy remote. Also, phallic. Well, the problem with the remote is that it also controls the other TV we have here as our yeah, little thing there. Yeah, but the brightness button shouldn't do anything to that one. We will see. What is that? Does that show up on the thing? No. No, it doesn't. I don't know if I want to do anything too specific. Well, just remember whatever setting it's on, and then just change it. Like, if it's on 47, brightness just turns to, like... Oh, apparently something's changed. Oh, I unplugged my TV. I wonder if that's it. It wasn't on game. That's better. It's also not the, the really super shiny. This actually feels like Bloodborne now. It was on energy saving for some reason. And I could tell it was energy saving that darkness from my eyeballs and it wasn't working properly. <laughs> there you go. Now it's back to where it was. Apparently I should have uh, done that. You were 11, 97. God. I was a wee lad born in 93. I was I was 6 in 97. Who said who, who said they were no, no never mind, don't dox them. Actually, yeah, don't dox them. People said they said it in the chat. He said it in chat. I'm not really that worried about but it. But uh, Solitary Red, this is a good question for you, Sol. Okay. Nick asked, "Do you think Mortal Kombat Annihilation is so bad it's good? Did you ever watch the Annihilation?" I don't like any the of the sequel Kombat movie. movie. Oh, I don't really? Like any of them. I like the original, original one. No. Classic. When they have things soon, doing your brother's soul is mine. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I don't know. I have a fondness it's for that. It's quotable, movie. but it's. Okay, actually, hold on. I mean, it's Annihilation is a bad movie. And I think it. I have less nostalgia for it than I do for the original Mortal Kombat, so by nature, I do just want to say it's hey! a bad movie. But. Excuse you. Coming up to my house. I could oh, Eric's, the Eric's an old man, too. He said he was 14. Yeah, man, that looks so much better. Hold on, let me see what the chat looks like in the window when it changes. Or it did change. I think it's just blown out on that TV. That actually does look good. Okay, well, there we go. Hopefully Saul's problems are solved. It, like, it, it's... Uh, I don't know if the quality... It's funny that I you said that, though. Since I moved it over here, and I've been playing Control, and I've been like, man, this is really dark. I don't remember it being this dark. Well... And I played Control originally on the same TV. I don't know if... The stream can see what I was seeing. Um, I wonder if that's true. I get it. You remember the text? Nope. What if that was true of the text as well? I hate this boss fight. Uh, you could cheese it. You can cheese this boss fight. Absolutely. Watch. Where to get up? Oh, you just keep hitting her before she can ever go away. Actually, you could cheese it in a in a better way than this. Um, you can, I'm not going to do it just because it's going to waste time, but you can old Hunter's Mark out of here, go spend all of your insight and come back and these things don't spawn. So oh, it's cool. just you and the witches, and they can still do damage to you. 
So, uh, I don't know if you ever watched this. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, he says, did you like the Mortal Kombat web series they did for a while? No, I and mean, did you Did you ever watch it? I don't know what that is, no. Okay, if I'm remembering correct, Corey, you can tell me. I don't remember it super well. But I remember that there was a take on, like, Sub-Zero. Uh, not Sub-Zero. I think Scorpion had, like, he was, like, a normal person with the white eyes. And he was being talked to, maybe, by the by the police characters that I cannot remember. Whoa, whoa, right whoa, now. whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. My health just like went down real fast all of a sudden. I don't know why. Anyway, he was being like interrogated in the police station by like uh, Sonya Blade and uh, all those people. Okay. And it was like little, maybe like seven to fourteen minute episodes. I do remember this, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's it. You guys tell me if that's actually what we're talking about or not. Josh said it looked normal, by the way. Cool. I don't think you can cheese her with the transformed blade. I might be wrong. I was trying to do it just then and I kept going around her. It was getting annoying, so I just... She actually just revived her other one. I'm so confused. Was the top bar not moving at first? I don't know, Saul, but you know what time we're talking about now? Oh, by the way, apparently that's exactly what we're talking about. It's called Legacy. That's right. Mortal Kombat Legacy. That sounds right. Oh, I'm dead. I actually died to this stupid boss fight. Okay, so going back to our questions here, we oh, got some more. Awesome Dave one three three seven says, "What is your favorite or proudest gaming achievement, trophy, or accomplishment you have ever gotten?" The platinum in this game. Actually, not the platinum in this game. The hundred percent for this game. I have every trophy that you can get for this game, including old hunters. Yep. Nice. Um, Terraria is probably still mine, just because it took so long, uh, and Hello? also because I had the ability to withstand it and do it. I literally, Saul could have gotten the Platinum for that game if he'd come into my world back whenever I had the Platinum. He could have gotten every trophy besides every type of slime. It would have just taken him waiting for a rainbow slime to pop up, and Saul did not have it in him. <laughs> um, I still want to play Terraria. I, I have a flip question off of that, and I, I've been debating playing it again too because Chris was talking about playing it. If I'm not mistaken, it was Chris. Um, What's your most frustrated you've ever been in a game? You know the answer to that. I know the answer to that? Think about it. What was one of the first games I got a platinum for? Where's the other witch? Sound shapes? Yep. I do notice. I remember that. Yeah. She up there? I don't know if I've told this story in the podcast. I probably have by this fight. point. But um, back when God of War 2 came out, there's a puzzle where I think it's after you get the hammer or whatever from the guy on the horse. But there's a puzzle where you go up to a thing and you've got to lift the body and put it on a pressure plate. Um, but what you've actually got to do is you've got to break wood on one side. There's a water canal that moves around and you have to drop the body in the water so it'll float to the other side and you can pick it up and put it on the pressure plate. Me and uh, Devin both could not figure it out. We were on the phone with each other trying and trying and trying. Could not figure it out. And then after like two hours of looking and internet not being quick back then because you know it wasn't like people got the game. We were play well, playing day one. Finally figured it out. That's probably the most frustrated I've ever been in the game because I just did not know what to do. What you got there? I have a blood drunk hunter. Is that not the DLC key? I don't know. I've never played the DLC. You forget this, right? I haven't played this game since... Like, any real amount. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go game. through all the DLC because that's way too much time. That's like an extra two hours or three hours. Um, but I'm about 90 percent sure that is the the uh, the key. 
Because you get it once you beat Vakar Amelia. He said it is the DLC key. Yeah, so here's how. Do you know how to access the DLC? Uh, no. So you go over here. If I can get through here. You go over here. You pick up all oh, the top hat, hunter garb stuff. Cool. Now that happens normally. And it will kill you. It won't kill you. It takes you to the area. Oh, man. The DLC is redonkulous. I've heard it's really hard. It's not really hard. The last boss is pretty hard. Um, I say the DLC will take me... It actually won't take me that long to get through. I don't know if we're going to do it, though, or not. That's It's still like an extra hour and a half. It's a get grab. We got more questions, though, Saul. And we got listeners who want your answers. I do have to go pee. Um, so we will be answering a question when I get back. Um, but yeah, it transports, it transports you to the original or the old Hunter's version of the Cathedral Ward. Gotcha. Hey guys, tell you what, I'm gonna go grab a drink and maybe even. You can't go grab a drink and I go pee at the same time. We're gonna put the wait screen on. I guess. We'll be right back, guys. This is a long stream. This is part of what it is. Um, we will. <laughs> wait, is my sword transformed? Okay, no. You're good. You're not gonna die. die. All right, guys, we will be right back. I'm gonna see if I can get something in my stomach so I don't puke.
All right, boys, we're back for a second. And I want you all to take a moment to appreciate podcast puppies. They're pretty good dogs. Saul has turned into an Australian Shepherd. All right, and now podcast kitty is here. But she's being her normal bitchy self where she doesn't want to come up and be around the dogs. Enjoy them. Here you are. I can't have them in here forever because they're kind of annoying when it comes time to trying to do things. Are you trying to play with my dog's toy? Was that was that Vash's toy? I stepped on it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we got Jason S in here. Do we really? It is What's Nova's that? twin, by the way. Uh, Eric, I told you that whenever you got it, I said that looks so much like my dog. And now he's got his stinky toy in his mouth. And I have a feeling he's going to want to stay here for the rest of the stream. Realistically, they won't do anything. But they do risk hitting the camera. That's about yeah. the only thing. Podcast cat. Podcast cat. If Liam was still around here. Uh, fun fact, we call them shepherd. <laughs> Josh said that. Call them what? We call Australian shepherds shepherds. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, podcast cat is here. Look, He's... the complete picture. It's the whole family here, guys. Look at Tabby. I've got good dogs. Vash has got his tail still. Bendy's, uh, I'm to believe, because we got Bendy a little bit later. Uh, we, she was about a year when we got her. I believe her tail was not there, because Australian Shepherds, or Shepherds as Josh calls them, can be born with stub tails naturally. Uh, people often cut them off. I'm not a big fan of clipping dogs' ears or cutting their tails personally, so it's not something I would ever do. Um, so my, my Vash boy here has got a big old thick tail. What's that on my shirt? Guys, if you want to see this, this is a beautiful Oni. Uh, I have a painting that matches this too, or a, a print of an of a art piece. This is from a boy, Leo. He is the guy who did the art for my EP. If you've not checked out the EP yet, go look up Abzideon, A-B-S-I-D-E-O-N, and check out the EP as well as the dope cover art that he did for it. I love him. Go support his stuff. You can find him at Cult Aesthetics. It's C-V-L-T Aesthetics.com. Bendy, go ahead, baby. Get out of here. Hey, Vash, come here, buddy. He got his other toy. Oh, he can't. He went and got his duck, guys. He's out there. Oh, boys and girls. Oh yeah, that's right. The music's just okay, but the art's really good. Yeah, that's ah. it. Corey's got it down, Pat. That's countryest. <laughs> anyway is my mic okay i mean your mic's gonna be on you but other than that i think you're probably fine you want the controller yeah you could have said please no all right let me switch you over we're gonna change priority again it's cold oh here we go boys okay so we're at like the halfway point now um it's like my stats you guys can see um it's become this game's about to become a boss rush mode we just killed vicar amelia and we're gonna grab six more upgrade um, materials. Saw in his camel bladder. <laughs> this ain't a bladder. It is called a camel back, though. <laughs> because you have to pee all the time. Well, you know what's funny? Making jokes all the time. Do you see how much you have to leave? This is my. I drank one of these already today, and I'm halfway through another one. This is a liter. I'll drink this, and then probably one more by the end of the day. Drink more water. Oh! Drink more water, folks. My chat does apparently not want to connect. Um, 
So yeah, if you're familiar with Dark Souls games, Josh knows, but Corey, you use things called Bloodstone Shards to level up your weapons. You have shards, twin shards, chunks, and then the rock. And these are essentially um, kidney stones, <laughs> in a way. But we're going to go to the Forbidden Woods now. Oh, See if I can get this chat going on my phone again. I got to quit out. Because... Oh, Corey had to come back and, and apologize. He said, JK, JK, the music smacks. Corey, thank you, buddy. I'm going to have you come and be on a song soon. Yeah. What will happen. Before you move, maybe that's what we do. We work out what song we're going to put you on. That new stuff's fire, Corey. I don't think you've listened to it yet. The one I sent you that's still in the works, but we more or less finished it yesterday outside of the second verse that we're leaving for hopefully getting a feature. So if you haven't, I may shoot that over to you so you can hear that version. Get your thoughts on that. We're gonna hey, go look, Blaze is here. What's up, Blaze? This is what I miss a yeah, lot. Everything. Perry Hotter. Um, we're an hour and a half in, so we'll probably be done in about another hour and a half. Um, I had to quit out. Why did it bring me back here? You did send me notes. I see that now. That's weird. Thank you, buddy. No, I went to the wrong place. Make a sad boy song about turkey spaghetti. That's about what it has to be if I made a song about turkey spaghetti. A sack boy song? or a Sad boy. Oh. The sad, the, 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 it's a sad song because there's turkey <laughs> spaghetti in there. <laughs> Blaze says, guys, it's cold. It is. My feet, my feet right now are cold. I'm not going to lie. I took, a, I took a step outside on break. It feels great outside. It's 34 degrees. I know, I'm crazy, but it, just, it feels no, good. I like cold, too, but not like that. I like, like, 50. Uh, we're back to questions. So, the question at hand, Saul. Okay. You ready for it? No. What? This comes from Mr. Crash Animal. It says, what is your favorite piece of merchandise, poster, statue, collectible, coffee cup, etc., from a video game? Oh, uh, that's actually a very easy one. I have a replica, hand-painted Majora's Mask. It is gorgeous. That is wood, and it hangs on my wall. It's really good looking. It is my favorite. It's one of my favorite gifts my wife has ever given me, and um, it is by far my favorite. Um, I don't even have a runner-up. That's how much I like it. It's hard to say across the board because there is so much stuff out there, but I honestly think just because it's one of the most unique-looking weird things and it's such a conversation starter, I'm a big fan of the BB from the, Death Stranding. Yeah. It's, it looks really cool. If you see it and you don't know what it's from, it's like, what is that? If you know what it's from, you just appreciate the fact that someone has it. I think it's one of the more interesting collector's editions because it's so often it's just a figure of the main character. But I like turning it around to something that's unique within the game world. Because the reality is, just seeing another, just having a statue of essentially Norman Reedus, I don't know that that would be nearly as cool or interesting. So, yeah, the BB is is dope. BB's cool, and that was uh, that was one of the cool things to see in Cyberpunk was all the little Death Stranding references. What is that again? That's a shard, yeah, or it's <sighs> a stone. That's these are antidotes. Yes. All right, Saul. We can both answer this one now since you've actually got one, and it's a good question. Okay. Do you feel let down by the PlayStation Five, and should people wait for more actual next gen games? Uh, no, I do not feel let down by the PlayStation Five. If you are not a Souls fan, yes, I think you, you should probably wait a little bit longer. I don't think you're missing a whole lot that you just still can't experience when you get one. Um, I'm going to turn the brightness up a little bit more. But um, I, I, I honestly, like, it is, it is a fantastic machine. It's probably my favorite console of all time. But I, I think that there's a lot going on right now with not being able to get one and, and people are feeling like they're left out. I honestly wouldn't feel that way. 
Uh, I would just keep the reservations, though, that, like, if you do want to play a game, uh, like, Days Gone or Ghost of Tsushima or something like that, or Dark Souls 3 at 60, you know, stuff with enhancements, I will say, like, it is worth that, um, for certain. Like, I would, I would not play a game and wait until you can in that way to play it in the best <laughs> way. Blaze said we should do like the newlyweds game and answer what you think the other answer is, like the other person's answer would be. I've never heard of that game, I don't think. Yeah, it's they, they, it's a newlywed thing where you're supposed to be like, what is your partner's favorite song? That sounds like a newly dating thing. Why would you get married to that person that you don't know that information? Well, it's supposed to be that if you if you get married to them, you do know that you're supposed to know the oh, information. Okay. You're expected to. I was going to say, like, what does that mean? Uh, also, Josh makes a good point. He says, are you saying BB isn't the main character? I guess there is an argument to be made that Lou is indeed the main character. Or if, if, if nothing else, that Sam himself was once... Hey, shut up. You're getting too close to, to stuff there. Don't say it. Redacted. Play Death Stranding. Redacted. I shouldn't have said that. I, I got close enough, but... Uh, that's where we are. I can upgrade my, my weapon now. Do I need chunks? That's a good question, though, because there's a lot of cool gaming stuff out there, but I'm always appreciative of a different take on a uh, on a collector's edition. Like, as much as I actually like the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn collector's edition because it's, like, two of the robot dinosaurs and Aloy kind of together, I would have almost preferred the collector's edition to include the Thunderjaw statue that I got as a completely separate item. Did I go the wrong way? Where's... No, okay. I am going the right way. Um, but going back to uh, Kiki's thing for me, P uh, PS5, I I'm not let down by it. I think the boost that it gives to PS4 games and load times and stuff like that is so great to me since I take all PS4 games and install them straight to the SSD. Um, I just recently replayed South Park, The Fractured But Whole, and everything was so quick to load that I almost think it's something you can't understate. There's also a lot of PS4 games that without native PS5 patches still perform much better, like Cyberpunk and stuff like that. I'm excited to see that keep going through. So while I think it's not as immediate as something like the beginning of the PS3 era, where you had something like MotorStorm and uh, Resistance 3, or Resistance 1 and a new Ratchet & Clank, to where you could be like, oh yeah, these are good examples as to why you need to get a PS3 and it's a big jump. That does exist, but kind of like Saul said, if you're not a Souls fan, then Demon's Souls isn't that for you. But if you are a Souls fan, or if you're at least interested in the idea of Souls, Demon's Souls is a true next-gen game. It's, it's, it is. It shows you what a next-gen game can really be. I and I think it's getting better. I think that both consoles had really weak launches with in terms of like exclusive games. Well, technically, Xbox didn't have a single exclusive. Right, but I, I think that, um, like I said, if you're not a Souls fan... Um, Demon Souls is not worth the price of admission for a PlayStation if you do not like Souls games. Um, but if you do, it is well worth the five hundred dollars you have to pay for it. So here's one that's interesting because Saul, I don't know how much you've seen on it. Um, this comes from L2B. This is live oh, in no, chat. No, no, no. He says, "What is your gut feeling about Returnal?" Man, for anybody who doesn't know, Returnal is Housemark's first full 3D game. Uh, it's going to be a PS5 game. It looks like it's PS5 exclusive from everything I can tell. Uh, and it will be a full price $70 game. I feel like it's going to have a lot of jank in it. And I, I feel like it's really rare for a studio to go from one type of game to another. And it's especially something from like their normal style to how it is now. And not have it, which is a, a little understandable. 
but at the same time, it 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 just to me this sounds mean, and this is my gut, so I might be wrong. It it feels like it's gonna be a seventy dollar indie game. I still can't see stuff. I think that's fair. Do you know what I come to here more though? Is depending on what this does. So like my gut feeling about the game itself is I do think it'll be good. I don't know that it will be able to justify, like Saul mentions, I don't know that it'll be able to justify $70. That's the thing that it's it's just an, it's such an unknown quantity. And I think Housemark for a long time were actually able to be a studio who is known for putting out games that were well priced for what they were. Um, so with all that in mind, it's just kind of one of those things where I hope it's good, but I can't say much about it. Um, you might be hearing my dogs bark. I hope not, but I'm assuming that someone's here and I didn't put them in the kennel. My wife is probably home, if I had to guess. I was going to say, we're about to get mugged. Um... But that $70 price tag is hard. I mean, and that's also what Rude Days 93 says. It's He says seeing the $70 price tag on some games in general is a real turnoff. Um, I did indeed try Destruction All-Stars. Um, Andrews is called, but I can't answer. He's, it's because he's here. Oh, he's here? I bet you a million dollars. That's, who's, that's why the dogs are barking. Hey, Andrew. Do you have... Uh, if, if the door's unlocked, go ahead and walk in and come to the back to the game room. You remember where that's at? Okay, come on back. It's not locked. Unlocked. Okay, I'll come I'll come get you. We'll let you... We're streaming right now, but I'll let you be on the episode for a split second. Oh, you're cool, man. Yeah, I'll come get you. I think... Okay. I'll be back. Uh, I am going to go ahead and... Go ahead and go through this way. Um... I just ran and I got the Canehurst sermon, so I'm gonna go ahead and go to get Canehurst early. We have our buddy here who uh, is gonna want to pop in for a little bit and just chill with us. That's totally alive. I can't see chat from here. I need a Resistance remake. We need. Yeah, I agree, Josh. We do. Um, this game's so odd with brightness because it's so blown out in in some areas, and in some areas it looks fine in. It looks fine out here. I'll be in a little blown out. Stuff in the distance. Imagine if Sony didn't make Destruction All-Stars a PS Plus game and be dead on arrival. I actually, that's actually an interesting thing. What happened? Remember Sadie, the one I was telling you about that was bad. Oh, that is sad. Uh, you never went to Canehurst, because I just got you a trophy for that, too. There you go. Come on through, Andrew. You can sit over here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. go ahead. Just watch out my mic. Oh. Did I almost hit something? No, nah, you must have thrown a mic anymore. Uh... Say wherever. Yeah, I was going to say, we are uh, live with What's now Andrew's here. I've never seen this before, so... This is Bloodborne. We have Andrew here. Andrew's our longtime friend. You can say, hey, what's up? What's up, guys? Our resident NCAA uh, professional. <laughs> oh, man, he was so hyped whenever NCAA was making the comeback. But to be fair, I know a lot of people who were. Hey, so. Eric, are you still in chat? Are you excited for NCAA or no? <laughs> so... Here's a, here's a good question. Um, Jason said he was really surprised to see a $70 price tag on Returnal as well, from a studio like Housemark. 
Um, their games are a lot of fun, but seventy dollars aside, and that's true. I think for a long time, House Mark was the idea, like the the budget game where you got a lot of great gameplay for a good price. And I feel like Returnal is going to be a hard sell at seventy. Doesn't mean it's impossible, but someone brings up something in question to it. Uh, have you guys tried Destruction All Stars? Yes. And Rude Days actually just brought up a, a, a good point in Twitch chat. He said if it wasn't for PS Plus, Destruction All Stars would be dead on arrival. And he is absolutely correct. That's good, doesn't it? I do think that that game would be dead on arrival if it wasn't for PS Plus. Because I don't know if I would pay anything like 40 bucks or more over. <laughs> That's great. I didn't know your PSP was modded. Um. Yeah, Destruction All-Stars is a hard sale, too. I mean, because I, I enjoy it, and I think it's it's hard, uh, but I think it's a little light on content. The other upside is, is that once you get the game, it is a game that's kind of like, which is, this is kind of actually not a good thing for it, but it's going to continue to get more content. It's got more maps and stuff. But the thing is, is that games like Fortnite and Apex already do that completely free. Yeah. And, and uh, Destruction All-Stars still has microtransactions within it, which is fine. It's not the, the biggest deal, but that $70 price point is hard. I think Sony knew that. I think that was their big thing, is that the game was not going to be ready to be a $70 price point, but they didn't want to back off or change that, so they just made it a PS Plus game. Is this, and the sad thing is it's like one of the worst looking ones of the, or not worst looking ones, it is the worst performing one in terms of how the game runs of the series, or, or one of them. This game did not... Uh, try the team games. Hold on, what's well. going on here? Try, try the team games. What do you mean, Josh? She said... Did I miss something, or did we talk about something that I'm not understanding? Oh, try the team games in uh, Destruction All-Stars? Is that what you're talking about? That must be what you're talking about? Because uh, I have only played by myself, and with not playing online, I wanted to really get to grips with the game. And I've only played it that one night. I did like it. But yeah, $70 is a hard sell for that game. Um... I think Sony were a bit bullish to think that every game that they wanted to put the market 70 was going to work out that way. Um, I'm glad that so far, if the game's also on PS4, it's just $60. Is it 70 on PS5? What? Destruction. It's 70 across the board. It's not on PS4. Oh, I thought you just said it was. No, That's no, what but I'm saying like, like oh. games like Sackboy and Spider-Man and whatnot are not higher on the on PlayStation 5. So it's like as long as a PS4 version exists, then you're good to go. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, destruction all stars. Nothing in there I need. Oh wait. Did I get Evelyn? I sure did, okay. Okay, we got more questions, so we got a bunch of questions. Thank you guys. I'm glad that questions came back around. Uh, let's see. Blake had one that was kind of a pull off of uh, Brandon Rogers question. He says, To go off B Rog um, question, what's your favorite game based on a movie or show? His is definitely Scarface the World of Zeros, which was a PS two Xbox original game. Can't that, call it the Xbox One anymore. The Batman Begins GameCube version. Really? Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Like, I can't think of any other movie game that I like. I'm trying to think of other movie tie-ins. If I had... Oh, you know what? I actually got one. Again, based off of. Um, my favorite one, and something I've been wanting to replay lately, has been uh, Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay. That's a 360 game? It was a original Xbox that's game and PC game. Uh, but they did a remake for it that came on the disc for Assault on Dark Athena, which was a sequel for it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the version I played on PS3. I absolutely love that game. I've been really thinking about it a lot lately, and I think I want to play it and do a um, 
spoiler chats episode on it. Speaking of spoiler chats, Chris and I have done that. I need to finish up editing on that and get it out. So you will be hearing us talk about Nier Automata soon. Um, spoiler for me, I don't think it's our best episode. Still putting it out there. It's good. Um, but I don't know that I was in the right headspace I should have been in. And it didn't roll off the way I would have expected. But hey, we'll put it out there and that's for you guys to decide. Because sometimes what you think is not that great is good for other people. Did you uh, hear the theory that Chronicles of Riddick and Mad Max are in the same universe? No. But I guess there's technically nothing that would say that it can't be. That you're not wrong. <laughs> that, that tends to be the case across the board unless it's just the way the world works. Um, let's see... Yeah, okay, look, yeah, we got you, Andrew. Right. What, 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 what? He said, which one? He said Batman Butcher Bay. Have you ever played Butcher Bay? I know you're a big Chronicles of Riddick fan. I've actually never played it, but I'm thinking video, uh, games based off movies. Yeah. Lord of the Rings? Oh, yeah, Lord of the Rings, uh, Lord of the Rings Two Towers for PS2 was actually a really good game. It was hard? It was, it was hard. I really liked that game. Uh, that's a good bring up. Well, here's a question for both of you that y'all made, uh, saw, I don't know, I guess both of you were older than me, so you may not have had as much want to do it. There was a game I played on GameCube that was a Tasmanian Devil game. You played as Taz, and I can't remember what it's called, but it was really fun. And it had, like, a great setup for the graphic style of the Looney Tunes. I really liked that. <laughs> you know, this is a real question. I think, I don't know, it's, it's weird. Uh... Blake said, Brett only doesn't like the Nier episode because he thinks Chris is wrong. I, I don't think that you can be wrong. I don't, I really, I don't know what it was about the episode that just made me feel like it wasn't my best performance, but it is what it is. Uh, Eric said the original Godfather game is one of the best he's ever played. I've never played either of the Godfather games, but I knew people loved them. When I worked at GameStop, people would come in all the time, definitely to get Godfather 2 at 360 at the time, I guess because it was just newer. And some emo said Return of the King is also great on GameCube. I never played Return of the King. I know for a fact I played the hell out of Two Towers because of how hard it was. And I thought it was always cool that you got to kind of select who you wanted to play with. That was awesome. Uh, and whenever the... Um, oh, how am I skipping out on my Lord of the Rings right now? It's been a little while since I've uh, gotten to watch it. Um, when Gondor's under attack and you're having to play that through... Oh. Well, that part's hard. The Lord of the Rings RTS games were actually really cool, too. Battle of Middle-Earth? Yep. Yeah, those were pretty good. Actually, you know, I kind of think across the board, the Lord of the Rings has typically had really solid licensed games. Shadow of Mordor is good. Yeah. Shadow of War is still pretty good as well. Yeah. Oh, was that the name of that game, Corey? Was it Tasmania? I remember it was it was really fun. I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Uh, at a time when I had been moving on to playing really more adult-oriented games, I thought it was a cool way to kind of use that. I thought for a long time that using the Looney Tunes that way is a really good setup. I've never played uh, Lego Lord of the Rings. You ever played them? Yeah, yeah that was a loss. That's another trophy. Lego... Jurassic Park. I've never played any of the Lego games all the way through. I've played a game that was similar because I really liked Phineas and Verb, and there was a Phineas and Verb game on PS3 that was a lot like the way that a Lego game plays out. It might have been developed by the same people. I don't know. Awesome. Yeah, the Lego Sp Harry Potter. Speaking of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, his, his character is called Perry Hotter, but he looks a lot like it. I want to see if it shows a, a close-up of my face in this cutscene. 
I don't think it's going to. Yeah, I don't think it will either. What I'll do though is just do this. So what are you doing right now? Why do I got like blood on my eyes? Why do you have blood on your eyes? Oh, because my mask, it only revealed that much of my face. So only that much of my face was coated in blood. That's a detail. <laughs> that is an odd detail. Um, so I killed Master Ligarius so I can join the Valbloods, um, AKA get the coolest looking armor in the game. And then I have only like five bosses left. All right, make a good time. All right, and uh, you can join us in eating turkey spaghetti. Do you like turkey spaghetti? Me, uh -oh. I, I've tried it, but it's been a long while, and I don't typically care for it. It's, it's another bird. <laughs> I like chicken spaghetti. It can't be that bad. All right, so we've already talked about the Doug Bowser, Phil Spencer, Jim Ryan, attractive question. We have more here. Let's figure out what we got. Um. Will you guys ever return to Eorzea? Um, Kiki asked that question, didn't he? He did. Uh, I, I actually thought about that recently. I, I gotta see, though, there's something wrong with my... I think it's because I don't have the disc, but I'm not sure. But I tried to install it, and I think, yeah, I have to do something weird by buying it off the store again. I, I had this problem last time I tried to install it. Where I own all of it, but I only own the all of it as like the disc version or something. So I'm not sure. Oh, I remember that for the PS4 or the PS5 at this point. Yeah. Take on it. Um, this is a good question, L2B, but I'm not surprised it's from you because I know you really like Anthem as well. He says, do you guys know what was the EA decision about Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next as it's otherwise called? Um, it was supposed to happen a couple of days ago. That was a report, for anybody who doesn't know, there was a report from um, Jason Schreier, I want to say, I know that it was Bloomberg, that there was an internal thing at EA to evaluate where Anthem Next was and see whether or not they wanted to cancel it or grow the team. I don't know where that's at. My personal opinion on that being a thing in general is that, in the end of the day, if we're, if we're being reasonable, yeah, you... You shouldn't just let a game that's going to die, die. But at the same time, I think the way that they went about promising to fix Anthem, they really needed to do some stuff to where, if they're going to promise that, they need to keep that promise. Partially because BioWare has had a string of kind of rough games lately. People don't trust them the same way as they used to. And it's EA. I think EA needs Anthem to turn around and be a good game and be a, a, a redemption story just as much as BioWare does. I think both of them benefit from that in particular. I need to beat Maria? Well, you're crazy. I'm not doing DLC. But also, tell me this ain't the best looking Bloodborne outfit there is. Look at this, Brett. Look at, like, look at that. Yeah, that, that looks sick. <laughs> That's a good question. How this does is, he see? This is actually a... a uh, it, it, it was unintentional because I didn't even know the character existed. But uh, there's a character in this game called the Bloody Crow of Kanehurst. And he uses his exact loadout to the T. The Chikage, the uh, Evelyn, and this outfit. I, didn't, I had no idea up until somebody was like, who's the hardest boss in the game? And they said him. And I was like, who is that? And I had to Google it. Um, actually, I have enough now to upgrade my weapon more. I crash said, come on, dude. Do, do the DLC. We get to hang out more. I might. He might. There you go. Um, Eric comes back with saying, I mean, already... I, I mean, I already know how you guys feel about it, but let the viewers know what you think about Sons of the Forest. Man, I am uh, eagerly awaiting 
I, I am so excited. Andrew, are you going to join us to play The Forest? Yes, he is. He better. The Forest. You should... It's a horror game? It's yes, a horror game. It's a horror multiplayer game. It's like a survival, a survival horror... Game. Yeah. You... Really, I guess it's more of a horror survival game because it's it's like you have to eat and make keep your energy up and sleep or you go crazy and all sorts of different things. No. You can. You can. You don't have to. That game's crazy. Uh, Sons of the Forest looks absolutely amazing. It's probably the most exciting thing in all honesty. I think it's just because of how much Solomon talked about the original forest being like a surprise for us. I think that I'm so surprised to see what they could do because the forest, even though it came to PS4 way later, uh, was originally like a 2014 PC game. So in my mind, we're going to get to see seven years of evolution of what these developers can do come to life. And I'm excited for that because the forest is already such a great game on a small budget and a simple idea that if you can see what happens when you go up more, what happens when you have a game that's already a success? That's me. Yeah. Look at the guns. I love uh, the forest. So if y'all haven't ever played the forest, go play it. It's like twenty bucks base price on PlayStation. <laughs> Crash said, uh, yes, "I want to come up the weekend for the forest." Wait, hey. what? Crash said he's sending you uh, tasteful nudes for DLC. I'm not checking my Discord. Because Blake said that you were scared to do the DLC. I'm not scared to do the DLC. The DLC is not as hard as people make it out to be. It's actually not long either. That's true of most Souls games DLC, right? <gasps> no! The pigeonhole. Um, or the crow hole. Um, <laughs> you gotta pay the crow's hole. <laughs> I mean, look at them. There's like three down there. They're just chilling, waiting for you to come down there to bite your ankles. Um, I kill them and make some chicken fangies. Um, it's, 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 it's not that. It's just I didn't get a lot of time to spend with my wife last weekend, and I only will have tomorrow if I stay here all day today. So I don't want to do that to her. I had a lot going on last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I love how our work decides to be like, remember guys, it's Valentine's Day. Don't get yourself in the doghouse by forgetting. Our PR rep sent that out. Oh, Andrew, by the way, this is something that is very important. Uh, live streaming etiquette or any kind of internet etiquette, don't mention anything about work. <laughs> don't mention the name of where we work, nothing. Yeah, we can make a quick joke like that. Yes, you're, you're, you're fine there, but right. don't say where we work. Okay. Don't uh, don't speak badly about where we work. You never know who will see it. I speak badly about where we work, but just nobody knows anything about it. Yeah, you'll get him in trouble. You saw something that my wife made. What'd you see? A baby. A hair thingy. Yeah, hair clips. Oh, you went to the crystal moon. Yeah. Yeah, she'll probably do it. Uh, just if you walk into the house and there's black candles, uh, your days are probably numbered. This snake dropped on my head. That almost happened to somebody at work. Speaking of work, it, it did. <laughs> okay, let's see. We got some we got some questions over on Twitter as well. We're nearing up the end of our questions, so thank you guys. Um, we got one on Twitter, and then I'm going to bounce back to one LTB gave us in live chat. But, no fate, Sean One Neo, one of our patrons, good friends. Sean, hope you're doing well, buddy. He says, have you played Erica? Why aren't more people talking about this game? I played it recently as it was on PS Plus, and I think it's better. He thinks it's better than any Telltale-style game. Um, so, I think I know the answer for both of us. 
Yeah. I've not played Erica. That's the one that's like a TV show based game, isn't it? Basically, it's it's going back to the idea of like a FMV game where you go through. It's a lot like Detroit or a Telltale game, but everything you're seeing is actually shot. I'm just not a fan of that. Like I, I didn't even like Bandersnatch that much, and that sounds like Bandersnatch kind of, right? More or less. I think it's it might be a little more involved than Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch is a cool idea whenever you're thinking about it just being on Netflix and not on an actual console. But yeah, Bandersnatch wasn't as exciting as I was hoping for either. Yeah. Um, I haven't played it. I actually do want to play it. I like these style of games, or at least I typically like the ones where you can control. But to be honest, I think that when I think of what's better than a Telltale style game, I just think the normal Quantum Dream style games like Heavy Rain and Indigo Prophecy and Beyond Two Souls, and even though that's one of the more worst examples, but Detroit Become Human is fantastic. So I think that there's a level I appreciate being able to walk in the world and be the character without it just playing out in front of you. I don't know. I'll have to play Erica for sure. I have another one I've not gotten around to called Late Shift um, that was originally something else. They turned into a game. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I've not heard a lot of people talking about it either. I don't know how successful it was. It was originally supposed to be a PlayStation title that supported the... Sorry, you may have to help me here. What was the initiative called where you played with your phone? PlayLink? Yes. Okay. And I haven't played a number of PlayLink games. I've owned one for a long time. I have Hidden Agenda. I really want to play that. I think it should... It looks good, and it's more of what I'm talking about, where maybe it's a lot of decision-making, but you get the control in that world to a degree, um, even though you can't play with a controller. So I don't know that you get to move. It may just be that all video games. Um, but yeah, Erica was originally supposed to be a PlayLink title, and then it kind of didn't be that. So I don't know. I think it just swept under the radar. Another game that I think is getting a second wind because of that, and like you'd expect Erica to have, would have been. Um, we've seen a lot of people really getting into Concrete Genie because of its free, it being free. Um, Derek, Mister Life Reimagined, one of our longtime patrons, he says, "What's your favorite guilty pleasure album to listen to?" Uh, not really a Guilty Pleasure album, but like one of my favorite albums to listen to that's older, that some people would consider Guilty Pleasure, uh, is Take This to Your Grave by Fall Out Boy. Well, I think Guilty Pleasure is a thing where it's like you don't I, want I don't people have to know. I don't yeah. have those though. Yeah, like, that's Fall Out like. said that. We don't really have Guilty Pleasures, definitely when it comes to music. Uh, I'm, I wear my heart on my sleeve with most things. If I like it, I don't really care. Uh, it's been a while since I've listened to it, but if I'm, I think I've answered this question this way before as well. Um... If, if, I, if it was something that I expected someone else to think that would be a guilty pleasure of mine, or if they think I would be a... Um, oh, watch this. I broke the boss. Uh-oh. Oh, I just broke him. He doesn't do anything now but jump away. Oh, because you killed the other two? Yep. Yeah. Well, if you if you leave him left, he'll do that. Yeah. Um, but what but what is what is your perceived guilty pleasure, I guess? It would be the... I think I've answered it before. You'll probably know just based off of what it is. There's an album that is by Selena Gomez whenever she was with the heart... Uh, Selena Gomez and, and the... I have to remember because it's been a while. Was it the... Don't, don't act like you have to look at The up. scene? This is a, no, he knows what it is. No, I really... I have to remember because she stopped, she stopped having them and then she just became Selena Gomez. I think it's Selena Gomez and the scene. Let me double check. Yes. And first know. of all, there's a number of great albums from them. But the album that I actually really like is an album called Kiss and Tell. It was her first album, and it's really good. I listen to it a lot. I used to listen to it on Saturdays at work uh, with my thing whenever we had to work Saturdays. And she, her second album, I think it was called, it wasn't called A Year Without Rain. I think that was her third album with them. There he is. Come on. Um, 
But her second album was also no. really good. It was uh, the That's one that had Love You Like a Love Song and some other stuff. Look, it's cheesy music. I think part of why I really like um, the Kiss and Tell album is it's very much rooted in the time period where pop music was very rock-oriented or like rock-infused, where it was like guitars and real drums. It was really fun. I just liked doing that. I still listen to that album every now and then just because it, it's fun. Uh, Avril Lavigne and Kelly Clarkson's early albums are also like that. They have a number of really good albums uh, when they were still doing very rock-oriented pop that I love. And I'm sure many would be like, aren't you ashamed of that? But no, the answer is absolutely not. Hey, Josh, that little weapon she uses on me, the little flame split, it's like a flame spayer, but it's not. What is that? I've always wondered that because I've never seen that weapon in the game as a pickupable item. I don't know if that's something special that only she has or what. By the way, I did answer that question because Corey called that it was Selena Gomez. Thanks, Corey. You know me, buddy. You know me too well. I'm trying to think of something else I listened to that someone would think was weird for me to listen to. I listen to everything. It's kind of the problem. I don't know for sure. Coolest part of the game, boys. You ready? Also, do you remember how hard this boss was? I hate this boss. Watch how fast I kill him. <laughs> this, this weapon setup is just ridiculous. Dude. Yes, Yorm, not Yorm, uh, Rom. Rom the Vacuous Spider. Yorm is a giant. Um, dude, I hate this boss, partially because of the ads. I think my problem is that whenever I do boss fights, I focus too much on trying to clear out ads, and then it, they end up consuming me. Yeah, I don't clear them out at all, which is not the recommended way to fight this boss, but this boss is super duper easy with the Chicago. And I, I would be doing better if I had... Um, <laughs> So two things. Uh, uh, Josh said she's stones. not the only person that has that weapon set up. I know that, but I'm saying, like, is there a way I can get that weapon, and what is it? Second of all, he said Avril Lavigne's first albums are good. <laughs> he didn't even answer my question. Well, he, 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 he may get there. You gotta remember, there's a stream delay. True. Um, also, Crash said, the first time I heard Love You Like a Love Song, I thought she said, I love you like a love song. <laughs> Easy peasy lemon squeezy for Rom. Also, this is my the creepiest cutscene in the game. Are you me. ready, Andrew? You have no context as to what's going on, so this is probably going to be really interesting to you. Even with context, this makes this is really interesting. This is one of the coolest scenes of the whole game. Moment of silence. For people who are going to listen to this, how weird is this? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I think we're playing Death Stranding. Probably. But you'd have to hear that quick... Yeah. <laughs> before the baby just plunges back down someone's throat. Um, okay. So, once we get through all the questions, we're going to break this off from being a normal episode. And we're going to still hang out with you guys. We're going to keep going with the stream. Uh, but we are going to go ahead and end it that way when we upload it for everyone else as a normal episode. It's at least somewhat full of stuff. Uh, so if there's any last minute topics that you want us to quickly talk about uh, as we work through the end of everything, uh, then get them in. Yeah, because I only have about another hour left of this. All right. One more. If that. This is the last one from Mr. Derek, Life Reimagined. He says, which game are you looking forward to the most this year and why? I think we may have inadvertently answered this. Yeah. Um, you know, if... I'm also excited to see something out of um, Elden Ring, be it anything. I should probably go back to the Hunter's Dream. I only have five vials, but that'll be okay. I'm gonna die in this. There's a spot in this area I'm 100% sure die in. 
I'll say like 80% sure die in. It's the gank squad. Those three NPC hunters that are just around this little uh, area, and they are annoying as hell. Alright, so let's see. I think Elden Ring is a good one. I don't know for sure if it's coming or not this year, because they've just been so secret. I would say that it seems like the time that it would come. Right. But I could see someone saying that 2020 would have been when it came. Then again, COVID hit. Plans change. Um, I think that both of us have already talked enough about Sons of the Forest. That's going to be a big one, I think, for both of us. We're really excited about. Um, moving away from that, uh, I'm really excited to see uh, if Monkfish ends up coming out with Atomic Heart and what that ends up actually being like as a finished product. Um, I'm also really excited on a bigger game scale to see what comes from... Um, <laughs> to see what comes from God of War uh, if it does make it this year or where I'm thinking more and more with Ratchet and Clank hitting June uh, by the way Ratchet and Clank comes out on my birthday so if anybody wants to be super cool and buy me Ratchet and Clank I won't say no do what you want to with that information hey 420 um, blaze it 420 ooh is blaze still in the chat um anyway the um yeah, I, I think Horizon is also something I'm curious to see where Gorilla goes because I think they had the element of surprise with everyone being surprised of the fact that it happened that way. But across the board, I, I think that seeing what they do as a secondary run-up to their first take on this style of game would be really cool. Um, so do you have any other game besides Elden Ring and Sons of the Forest that, you, that comes to mind? No, nothing that comes to mind immediately. Near Replicant clearly, but I've played it before, so it's a different kind of experience. I guess, yeah, I keep forgetting about that because I'm trying not to watch the footage that came out like, what, two days ago? From, yeah, from today? nine minutes of gameplay. Yeah, I'm not... Seeing a game that I'm really familiar with that ran kind of poorly and at 30 frames per second, but not even really 30 frames per second, run at a smooth 60 with really crisp-looking 4K graphics is odd. I'm going to risk it. I'm not going to uh, humor these fools just because it's annoying, but uh, I'm going to go get my shortcut, and then I'm going to go beat Darby's Parl. I forgot he existed for a second until just now. Also, that's not the way to the shortcut. Where am I going? No, that is... Wait. I, I don't like... Here it is. I, I like, but I don't like the level design for this specific level. It's really cool and art detailed, but it's in terms of navigating it, it's a pain in the ass. All right, here we are. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, I'm, there's a lot of stuff coming this year, but near near replicants one that I think Saul would be more excited for me because for me it's just reliving something I already really love. For Saul, it's playing something he's heard me talk about a million times for the first time. Yes, and tying in references from autom uh, automata. I hate this world. Automata. You know what's gonna be really cool is if you start to pick up on things that you remember from. Automata as they start to come up. Oh, I definitely will because that was one of the reasons why I wanted to play it so badly. It wasn't just Game of the Year Contender Awards. Our Game of the Generation? Yeah. That level. Seven. If I did plus three, plus five, plus eight would be nine. So plus five. <laughs> Blake is, I mean, Blaze is here. He says, uh, can I, I hear my name? Yes. So three. 420 was on the screen, Blaze, and as you know, that is the time where we say 420 Blaze it. Uh, also, Crash does bring up a good point. Biomutant. I do, I, oh, yeah. I'm very excited for Biomutant, but I'll do, I will say this. As much as I'm excited about it, 
I do kind of wish they wouldn't have shown it so early. I'm glad that they ended yeah. up delaying it, and I hope that they did it to make it the best game it can be. But it's I didn't say delaying it, but they. I, I wish they wouldn't have announced it with the look that it was coming early. They never gave it a date, so fair point to them. But it does make it kind of feel like it's a thing that came and went, and that I just for some reason didn't experience, even though it's not out yet. So I'm very excited for Biomutant, but right now it's just is what it is. Uh, Josh says Resident Evil 8, and uh, Drago says Blood for Blood. I'm not excited for Blood for Blood at all, but I also didn't. I was never a Left 4 Dead person. I'm excited. I don't care for zombie games. Though. I'm excited for Blood for Blood for Blood, but not in the same capacity I am for games like Sons of the Force and Elden Ring. Yeah. I'm curious to see what the secrets of Sons of the Forest are in comparison, because one of the coolest things about the forest is kind of just slowly learning everything. Yeah. yeah. It's, Hon it, honestly, that's what makes the forest so good. It's like you're just playing a game, but the narrative slowly starts to creep into something that's otherwise game-centric. Game-centric. Yeah. And the way... It, it's very Dark Soulsy in the terms of, like... It's fun to do everything and find stuff out. There, you, you, there, there's going to be times you have to look at guides because stuff doesn't make sense. And then it's like the story's told in pieces until the end. Oh, apparently I missed Blake's question up above. I'm glad I said I have a couple. Elton Beep says, do you enjoy arenas in games in general? Um, arena areas in games in general. Like Coliseum style thing. That's what I would imagine. And I'd say typically, yeah. I really like them in Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 1. They led to some of the most fun fights of that entire game, uh, or really both of those games, um, as well as I love it in Oblivion. I think every time we talk about Oblivion, it we mention it. But arena. it's such a cool part. The arena's fun. There's no way back down that way either. But I do sometimes feel like games just put stuff in to be like, oh, we have an arena to pad out fights. So I think it's a double-edged sword, sadly. Um, let's see. Also, Blake said, Brett, if you and your best friend were to start a movie podcast... What would you call it, and what services would it be on? Um, Who said that? Blake Post. Uh, if I were to start a movie podcast with one of my best friends uh, and another one of someone who became one of my best friends, uh, it would be called Midweek Matinee, and you'd be able to listen to it every Wednesday if we were to do this uh, on all podcast services, Spotify, uh, Google Play Music, or not Google Play Music anymore, it's YouTube Music. And Google Podcasts. Like, I don't think you can get podcasts on YouTube music, so don't listen to me completely. But that's what—that's where you'd be able to find us. Um, uh, Podserve, Podbean, all those things. So yeah, uh, if we did this completely hypothetical thing that we don't absolutely do every um, Wednesday, at every what, time, Wednesday what, time, what time would you hypothetically do it? It would come up every Wednesday at noon. Um, you know, hypothetically. We'd, we'd hypothetically record it on Thursdays at around 8 o'clock CST. Um, we talk about movies like Enemy and... Uh, That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's something that begs worth talking about. I heard about. a really movies good... Movies like I Love You, like uh, I Love You, Philip Morris. I heard a really good movie podcast talking about that movie before. This bitch followed me out here! I did have to bring that one up. And in this episode where I would hypothetically bring up I Love You, Philip Morris, I would bring up how I have a friend who refuses to watch it. Uh, because, because I probably, in an effort, <laughs> it will damage my image of him. Uh, anyway, that's exactly where you could find it. Uh, hey, there we go, Blake. It's free real estate. I saw a really good movie podcast the other day. Oh, yeah, where? Um, Spotify. Oh, yeah, what was it called? Um, the Cinema Movies? I don't know. <laughs> the Cinema Movies? <laughs> 
Not midweek man. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, more of a clever name. Y'all go watch Midweek Matinee every Wednesday at noon. It's a good movie podcast. Especially if you're a movie buff like me. I'm not being sarcastic. When people, oh! say, when when people say, say movie buff, buff or any kind of I'm this buff, I'm always thinking of a, a buff guy who's doing it. Like, I'm movie buff. I spend all my time in the gym just watching movies. Lifting weights, watching movies. Running, watching movies. Oh god. Oh dude, I have the, the Scooby-Doo movies are so great. Hey Blake, something I, I think would be fun for y'all to do at least once every like a month maybe is during one of the episodes play a game of seven degrees of separation using actors. That's actually a really good idea. That's one of my favorite things to do with people. As a matter of fact, when I'm bored, I ask people to do it because I typically typically can't find it unless people go out of the way to name really bad Actors who have been in two movies. Right, Blake says he's got to bounce, grab some groceries, hop back on like 20. Blake, we'll see you soon, buddy. I don't think there's any more questions I've missed. So, here we are. <laughs> Josh said bench pressing film canisters. You have the film canisters on a barbell and you just lift them. You keep adding more film canisters onto the side. That'd be great. You don't know what seven degrees of separation is? Basically, you find a way to connect an actor in one movie yeah, back around to another one. So you explain a little bit better. I know what it is, but it's like, uh, so you name an actor and you name another actor and you have seven uh, movies or TV shows that you can tie them together. So like if somebody says like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, you can say like Leonardo DiCaprio is in Wolf of Wall Street with Jonah Hill and Jonah Hill is in and you tie them together that way. One of the go-to fun ones for a lot of people was um uh, Darby's Parlow. Got to go to another one. I think I have enough. Why do I keep thinking? Hey, I do. All right, guys. Well, I think that, that puts it off as an end. So, for everyone who has joined in to specifically watch episode 200, remember you can stick around, watch the stream, the rest of Bloodborne. That's all. Either continues to cheat. <coughs> it's not cheating. It's in the game. Um, or if you just want to see anything. He may end up doing the uh, the DLC. It depends so. on what time. If I can get done by... No, I can... Hey, it'll be possible. If you want to see me and Saul and now Andrew finally eat some uh, turkey spaghetti as well, I'm going to end this episode. I'm going to let Saul continue to entertain you while I go and start the turkey spaghetti. I'm going to have a piece of Saul open my soft clothes thing. See, that's why those things aren't cool. Stop hitting it. I hate you. You're not my real mom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I wish. Call thank you guys so much. Uh, one thing I don't have pulled up right now, and I'm not going to stumble over. Uh, we don't have all of our patrons pulled up, but the thing is, is that if you're a patron of ours, you, you know, know it. it. You know we appreciate you. I don't want to sit there and name off some of the ones that immediately come to the head. We've talked about a lot of you throughout the podcast and mentioned you as you come up. Thank you guys so much. Like I said, most of what we do on this show is possible because of you guys, and that will continue to be the case. If you want to see some crazy stuff come up, then remember, if we get to $500 a month, then you can get sexy game time uh, calendars where me and Saul will do scanty, scantily clad oh, poses fuck. for video game stuff. Hey, if you want to keep your balls nice and shaven, be sure to use our discount code SQRD at manscaped.com. It gets you 20% oh, yes. off and it gets you free shipping. Also, we haven't had a chance to use it because, of course, some stuff has gone down. We're not going to get too much into it, but y'all know why we had to postpone originally. Yes. Uh, and thankfully to our sponsor, they were cool with it. They were okay with it, even though we just renewed. Um, so, yes. Head over to manscaped.com and remember you can use things like their absolutely fantastic lawnmower 3.0, great thing, light on it, rechargeable, 
use it in the shower if you want to your if you want to not have like in my case if you don't want to have your daughter coming in seeing you just trimming your pubes um it's a conversation i don't want to have yet so yeah you have you have options it also helps with cleaning it up uh, also rechargeable batteries are the bomb batteries are the worst they are and and i'll tell you this much their colognes are magnificent. Yeah, and look, it is the month of love. And yes. you know what's great about love is that when you love people, you can buy them things to make them smell good and feel good about themselves. I feel like if you've listened to us in the past and if you really loved yourself, you would have already, you would have already picked us up on the offer. Because yeah. this is the perfect weekend, the weekend of love to, uh, to, to have yourself clean shaven. So It is. Now, I'll tell you what. Saul put his money on the line early because he's a cologne man, right? And he bought the cologne. I um, bought the cologne the second we, we became sponsored so I could have a, an item that I knew I could be 100% unbiased on. Yeah, money on the line. Now, I'll tell you, out of courtesy, they have sent us both a canister of their cologne. I've not had a chance to use it. Where is it at? You want me to go grab it real quick? Yes. I'm going to go grab it I real quick. I want to see if it's the same cologne that I that Saul, I bought. Saul, keep these people entertained so I, think, I can go get these this nice gift from our sponsor. I think they just have one. But, uh... Yeah, y'all be sure to check it out. And uh, Brett walked in front of me and I got hit for half my health. That's perfect. He's dead. Cool. So we're only like three bosses left, I think. I think I said five earlier and I took out two. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, a, that's the one reborn. As a matter of fact, we have Amidala, Arabritas. Final moon presence. Four bosses left. Five bosses left. We still have uh, um, Murgo. Oh yeah. Okay, so here we are. You gonna get some live feelings of how I feel about this? Because like I said, I'm not typically much of a clone person. <laughs> it's a nice box. No, look at it. I'm looking at. I'm looking at uh, Twitch chat. That is a nice box. Mikolas Cage. <laughs> oh, Mikolash. Why do I always forget? Him. So we do have six bosses left, but they're all quick bosses. Oh, now, okay, first of all, look at this, guys. Look at that. Beautiful. You see it? Look. You see it? I'm going to do something real quick. You're going to see it for real. You ready? Look at that. Beautiful. You see that little holographic look? Oh, you see that. Beautiful. It's, it is beautiful. Look, open it up. It's a nice little side clasp. Look at that. Look. Oh, no, that is different. Oh, wait, no, it is refined. I feel like a million bucks. Now, I'm going to tell you. Like I said, I'm not much of a cologne person, so what I'm gonna do right now? No, that is that's it. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna take an opportunity to finally smell what Saul has been saying he thought was uh, something I actually wouldn't mind. It's very manly, okay. but it, like I can't. But, but it's not. It's not as oh, nearly as abrasive. No, don't think strong. I just. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, here, smell it, Andrew. It it really is a nice scent. It's like I get the scent, but it's not overpowering. Like I bet it's where Aspen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. see, that's my thing is I feel like most colognes overpower. Yeah. And Saul had mentioned that one of the things about this is like you, you put it on and you smell it, but you don't continuously smell like, You smell it in the way you want. You put it on enough where it will last. And I'll do my little sensitive skin you know test. What's... I'll tell you right now. Like, you'll see me by the end of the stream. I won't, I won't, if, if this stuff was like my other stuff, I'd be breaking out here in about 30 seconds. Yeah, this is a, really, this, this is, is a nice looking profit, man. This is it. Like, this is my favorite thing to wear. Uh, it's light enough that like I prefer to do two squirts, one on the front of my neck and one on the back of my neck, just so that you can smell me coming in going. <laughs> you know what I'll tell you? Always do. One thing I like about this, and I'm going to really give it a try, is that I have a lot of stuff that my wife got me from the Beard Club. 
um, over Christmas specifically to handle my beard. And a lot of the scents are very in line with this in a way that's also not overblown. So I don't feel like this is a scent that would clash with everything else I'm gonna, I've been starting to use. That's all I really like about stuff like that is that like I use a Vino body wash and it's unscented. It says that, but it, it what unscented really means is that it just doesn't have added an added fragrance. It still smells like OT. So. You got tea tree? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you get the peppermint, which is supposed to help stimulate growth for hair, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so remember, guys, go check it out. If you're a big cologne person or if you're uncertain, I'll tell you right now, everyone who knows me in personal life knows that I'm not big on scents. I actually think I'm going to give that a try and see how I feel about it. Big thing about Saul too, I'm not worried about sensitive skin, but it's always something to keep in mind. And I know a lot of people with sensitive skin problems, like my wife being one of them, she can't wear a lot of perfumes. Um, because Ooh. of that, she has uh, eczema and they can really uh, react to her in crazy ways. So uh, same thing for me. That'll be pretty cool to see how this works out. Make sure it doesn't clash with my wife. I will update you guys, but head over to manscaped.com. Use code SQRD, get 20% off that order and free shipping and support the show, support yourself. Your balls will thank you. Your wife will thank you. Your balls will thank you. Everybody will thank you because you're going to be a, a nice smelling man like Saul coming and going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you looped that back. I was hoping I'd set you up pretty well. <laughs>